I'm Zach Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop shop for anything and everything. And everything. Remember that. Yeah. Related to YouTube. Very important. Welcome back, everybody, to the hottest YouTube podcast on planet Earth. We're back for, I guess, uh, what some might call a season two, if you will. Season two, baby. Hell yeah. Although, I don't really call it season two. I just call it, like... (laughs) We had a long break in between two episodes. We had a hiatus, <laughs> had a temporary hiatus, and now yeah. we're back. Uh, today mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the the hottest SoundCloud rappers and predicting which ones are going to die next. Yeah, yeah. We had to sit uh-huh. through a little peep, and then recently Triple X Tentaciones, uh, and now we're wondering who's going to be next, dude. R.I.P. Yeah. Well, I'm who's your money on? I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's Shinigami Bankai. That's, <laughs> I've that's, never heard of him. That's what I'm hoping on. Can I say Little Windex, or is that frowned upon? You know, I I don't even know what that dude does. I kind of I kind of want to know. Yeah, or Lil Pump. We could say Lil, Lil Pump. Lil Pump too, is a popular is a popular one. Yeah, he's he's a bit more mainstream than your typical SoundCloud uh, likes, but. They're they're dropping like flies. And we just I don't thought know why. that little pump and little peep were the same thing. I did for a while too. <laughs> yeah, I did for a while. But and I'm the I listen to hip hop. I just you know like to listen to good hip hop. Anyways, there's, there's just so much. There's just so much hip hop out there. You there can't is. listen to all of it. It's it's very hard to keep up. I agree. So in in reality, because that's where we're at today we're going to talk about um we're going to talk about some content creation things that have just kind of changed in not only 2018 but just the last few months um there's a couple of popular platforms that are doing some things differently uh we'll talk about as much youtube stuff today but we will be talking about a little bit there um Mm -hmm. but you know how this podcast go we talk about everything related to youtube that's not even necessarily youtube so there you go Believe it or not, the world of content creation actually continues when the YouTube podcast doesn't. It's weird. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange concept. Yeah. Like, things continue to happen even if we don't record this podcast. Exactly. So we just have to cover them in really long comeback episodes, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, but first, before we get into that, we're going we're gonna to talk about your week on YouTube. Jay the Zoomster's favorite segment. Trademark. Exactly. This is Jay the Zoomster's favorite favorite segment. Thanks for tuning in, Jay. We really appreciate you. I hope you Love enjoy it. the next hour of the podcast. <laughs> I agree. These segments always go on for too long. But they're great. Um, they're, they're great. great. They're very cathartic. I, I would and, say so. And that's why I enjoy it. And I, I feel like the reason I like it the most is not because I get to talk about myself. While that is a great <laughs> little thing, it's not. I I like the fact that we're able to talk about our journey through through YouTube and content creation because I feel like it could help a lot of people as they're getting started and they just kind of you know get little right. insights that you don't get anywhere else. This podcast, like you said, like we do talk about topics and we do talk about uh, things that would be practical in every year. Uh, we often do also like to talk about our own personal journeys, what's been going on with us. That way, like, if one of us ends up getting bigger or whatever and you want to know, hey, what was happening in the world of Zack Snyder Productions back in 2018? 
Well, now you know, right? This podcast will be here and you can listen back to our daily struggles and things that we thought were so important. And then it turns out none of it was or some of it was (laughs) or who knows. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So... Do you want to do you want to start with you or do you want me to start? How do you want to? I always start these things. You okay. always pin, pin them on me every single I week. Do I? Is that how it works? <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. Every time they're like, "Um, how about you go?" And then meanwhile, I hear Zach in the background with this keyboard and a mouse looking through all his shit, trying That's to trying to find something to say. Pretty accurate. Um, I'll go ahead. And, well, I'll start it. I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag too. We already recorded this podcast episode. Oh yeah, uh, about two nights ago, and then. Mm-hmm. It was really good too. Like it, it wasn't was, a bad episode. It was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, Aiden liked it. I think you guys would have liked it. But now you get the sloppy leftovers. <laughs> sure. Or if you want to look at it in a positive light, the more refined episode. <laughs> That's true. It could be a three-hour podcast. Maybe it'll be less this time. We'll see. Sure. We'll um, have to see. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to see how that turns out. Okay. So. My week on YouTube, and and this is technically the last like three months on YouTube, considering we haven't had a podcast episode out in that time. Uh, because Since April, exactly, we took a little break. We had a lot of life stuff come up, and uh, that's really the main thing that's happened since the last episode. Is that a lot of life things have changed for me? Uh, I finished college. I didn't graduate. <laughs> Yay! Um, I am in a very limbo state with college at the moment. Uh, we'll see how that plays out in the next year. But besides that, uh, there are a lot of people that graduated that don't know what they're doing with their life. And I didn't graduate, and I know what I'm doing with my life. So it's pretty great. Right. Your life isn't in a limbo, thankfully. Yeah. The college part. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's a very it's a very weird state to be in. But um, as far as content goes, the the main things that have happened is I put out a really controversial video about Breath of the Wild <laughs> that got pretty good views, but not so good in the likes and dislikes. Um, I have put out a fairly uh, one of my favorite videos, the uh, the the Fortnite video that was pretty good. Yeah, the not um, clickbait. <laughs> the not clickbait at all Fortnite video. <laughs> Which, weirdly enough, has zero dislikes compared to the Breath of the Wild video, which has about eight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. People were okay um, with the Fortnite clickbait <laughs> video, but not the think piece on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> to give you an idea. <laughs> it's it's pretty revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, we also put out a brand new, another brand new podcast called Movie Night which is me, you, and Jay, uh, where we talk about movies, and we're trying to get those episodes out every two weeks. We restarted the new season of The the Lions on our Nerdcast, another podcast, um, with all the E3 stuff, which took up a lot of time, a oh, lot yeah. of energy. Um, I'm, I'm still exhausted. After yeah, I, I, like, I, don't, I don't think I've fully recovered. I, I haven't <laughs> recovered from E3 yet at all. <laughs> All right, and I still got to make videos about it. Like I still got to do uh, shit. With E3. I know. I still have some video ideas that I want to do with E three stuff, which I think I can still do. I don't think it's too late. We'll just mm-hmm. see. Um, we'll just see how I feel. All right. Let me get there. But I think the the biggest video that's came out this year is my remastered episode of Nintendo: The History. Yay! Um, 
which I'm excited about. It's probably one of my best videos, if not my best video to date, as far as production quality goes. Sure. I remember um, watching that video in the live stream, watching you edit it, like, mm, piece by piece. Yeah. And granted, this is a bit different. There's a lot of changes to it. Uh, mm -hmm. But we got to see the early stages of it in a bunch of live streams. So it's cool to finally, like, see it out and finish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just real briefly, the history of Nintendo, the history, is very long. I came up with the idea about seven years ago, started my gaming channel because of it, did Let's Plays for seven years. <laughs> um, I I did have... I had four episodes come out originally back in like 2012, 2013, or yeah, it was like 2011, 2012, had like four episodes come out, had 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 an editor help me, had a few other people that helped me with it, uh, they turn out okay, they're, they're obviously nothing special now, then I decided to remaster the series, or redo the series back in 2015, because I didn't have anybody help me with it, and I figured, you know, I want to be a creator, I need to just do this shit myself. Mm -hmm. Um, the first two episodes were eh, because were, eh, I was still getting used to editing. The third episode I, I really liked, but then, uh, when I, when I started Zack Snyder Productions, I didn't feel confident in putting up two videos that I didn't see were quality anymore. Right. But I wanted to continue the series, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I had to redo it again. <laughs> Right, that's what took so long. Yeah. Uh, but it was very well worth it. As it stands now, so. it's at 391 views on yeah. YouTube. It did really so well good. on the Nintendo subreddit, which was kind of cool, because I, I thought I might get banned from the Nintendo subreddit, because that happens on Reddit. But it did really well over there, so right. I'm happy about that. did pretty well for yourself. Yeah. Um... Hopefully, I can get another video out of that next month. That's the plan. We will, or this month, because it's July. That's the plan. Uh, basically, I got a little bit done in the past couple months, but not nearly as much as I would like to, as sure. far as YouTube content goes. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I want to go into July getting a video out every day. I want to push mm -hmm. myself to get back to that, like. My YouTube banner says new videos every day, and it's just a lie because it's not true. <laughs> on both channels, on yeah. this amusing game one. Oh boy, we should change that. No, I'm just gonna keep it. Like <laughs> uh, Do you think there's people out there like refreshing the Subijin Games page, waiting for a new video, and like didn't watch the update video at all, so they have no uh, idea about ZSP? I hope not. I hope <laughs> they're not. just sitting there refreshing it. <laughs> it's not worth it. I'm gonna make another update video always on that channel. Oh boy, I just started playing a video of mine. Um, I'm going to make an update video on that channel soon, talking about the fact that I'm doing... I'm putting my live stream archives over there now. Sure. Um, just because I am live streaming on this channel, but I don't want this channel to be flooded with live streams. So, I'm doing that on there, but yeah. Makes sense. Other than that, I have gotten back into trying to figure out what I'm going to do for Instagram and Facebook. I uh, kind of figured I'm going to do some like highlight videos for those. Uh, we'll talk about both of those platforms extensively in a little while. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I've kind of given up on using Snapchat completely because there's no reason for me to. 
And, uh, you gotta be hip with the kids, Zach. You gotta get I've on tried. The, get on them snaps. I've tried. Bam. Uh, so <laughs> there's before I talk about the live stuff. There's been a little bit of a change in the last couple of days. For when we first recorded this episode, I proposed a question to you. And you were like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. But I did it anyways. You already know what it is. But uh, we're going to talk okay. about it briefly. I was like, yo, what do you think about Musical.ly? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And you were like, so, yeah, okay. I was like, mm, that's a bit bit weird. That might have a little bit of a negative backlash considering our community. <laughs> and how much we like to make fun of each other over dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, if, imagining you doing... Let's say Jacob Sartorius' sweatshirt on Musical.ly <laughs> made me cringe, but also got me really excited about the kind of uh, shit posting sure. blackmail I can use against you in the future. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But that w- that was only part one because later that night, <laughs> somebody went a little too far. Sleep <laughs> deprivation really <laughs> brought upon. Oh wow, this has 78 plays. Oh, really? Boy. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> What's new Scooby Doo? <laughs> okay. You explain this. You, so how you your thought process? I was like, this. I was like, so okay, so I I downloaded Musically the other day because I've been following Gary Vaynerchuk for a while. He's talked about Musically a good bit um, mm. in the past because of how big of a cultural phenomenon it is around like children and people in middle school and stuff. But I was like, and he kept talking about it, and he hasn't talked about it recently, but it's still really big, and people right. are still like making money off of this platform, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I could use it for myself, right? Because I'm on these other platforms, I'm trying to use them in different ways. I'm like, is there any way that me, a 22-year-old that has a beard that looks like he's 40 year old sometimes like i'm just trying to figure out is there any way i could play this to where it would be beneficial for my my you know content creator career right and so i downloaded the app because i was like i got to figure out what this what this thing is about first and i'm like scanning through this and i'm like there's a lot of weird stuff here there's a lot of really weird stuff here um (laughs) But what surprised me was there are a lot of kids. There's also like some older people, people that are about our age, people that are older than us that are using it. And that confuses me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit bit stumbled myself. And it's like they have followers. They're getting views. They're getting comments. And so... The other night when we were in call, I mentioned the app to uh, to you and Jay because we were just kind of shit, you know, chitting around and stuff. And I <laughs> I made a little a little dumb clip to "What's New Scooby Doo" theme song because I was like this. <laughs> and uh, I I realized I know what my strategy on Musically is going to be. Uh huh. Just gonna shit post. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty good for shit posting. Like hardcore daily shit posts on this platform. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. The What's New Scooby Doo one is particularly great because it starts out as just like, oh, you're lip syncing to it, but then it just gets like into headbanging nonsense. <laughs> and Zach takes it like a little too far to the point where like the hat flies off and shit like that. My hat and my headset just like completely fall off. Yeah. They just like get yanked. He goes hard into it, my dude. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, I feel like if I'm self-aware, it can't be cringy. Mm. 
So I, I do say that. I feel like I feel like that that's the case. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. But these the ended up on day, Twitter, by the way. They did. And yeah. There were several uh, DMs to other people. <laughs> I even uh, recorded the Scooby Doo one in case it got taken down for for future generations to enjoy. So uh, it's you know you either stick with it now or we'll just have that little mm. brief snippet of the past that we can all look back and laugh on. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was probably going to come out of this platform is just a bunch of dumb videos. More than likely. I, I don't think anything special is going to happen. But I figured, you know, why the hell not? It can't be as cringy as some of the shit that we ended up finding last night. <sighs> including one that was under the name Zachary Snyder, which features two kids dancing to <laughs> I Heart Memphis's Lean and Dab. The opening uh... line being... Quote, wake up in the morning, then I dab. <laughs> oh, man. It's so bad. We found so many cringy ones last night. You have no idea. I'm glad so, I didn't have a phone at the time. <laughs> yeah, I started, uh, I started to mention this to you right before we recorded the podcast. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't realize this but um, until recently, actually. But I kind of got into like some content creation before I, before I started using the internet extensively. Like... Mm-hmm. In middle school, I had an MP3 player for the first time, and I would, like, record little podcast-esque interviews with, like, my siblings, like my sister and my brother. Yeah. And they were dumb. Like, they were (laughs) really dumb. And I'm not going into details, because they were dumb, and I don't remember a whole lot of it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, we we would do a little bit of that, and then... Um, I mean, nothing came of it, obviously. There was no internet to post it on. <laughs> you remember uh, when I talked about how I used to do a couple of videos on, like, a little flip camera? Like, the brand was called Flip, and there was, like, uh, little cameras that went with them that were, like, USB, so you could plug them into your computer and get videos off of them? Yeah. Well, since that episode, I actually found it. Oh, Yes. And it's battery powered, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and put some ba- new batteries in here and see if it still works. Uh-huh. I turn it on, and sure enough, there are 12 videos on there. Yes. The first one is a music video of the song I'm a Scat Man and me dancing <laughs> to it with a Nerf gun. No <laughs> lie. And there's like 11 other videos on there of just like random dumb shit. And I'm like, even I would not re-upload this or share this with anybody. This is some of the worst <laughs> things ever. I, I'm just going to turn this off and never get to use it again. I'm just thinking if I grew up as a child now with the internet the way it is, with social media, right? Internet 2.0. Right. The social media era. I, I just, oh man, I feel like I'd want to kill myself because of some of the content I'd probably put out there. <laughs> and we kind of saw it a bit too with uh, our friends Parker and Jay being how young they were when they started their YouTube careers, right? Right. It's the reason we have such masterpieces as Nova Clean Productions and <laughs> old Jay the Zoomster videos and shit like that. Like Exactly. They were just at that age when shit was getting popular, and they just put out whatever, not thinking back to years in the future when that might be a bad idea. (laughs) Which, in retrospect, I will say, because a lot of kids are going to be doing this, you know, and in the future it's just going to get worse, there's just going to be more kids getting into this kind of stuff. Oh, I, 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 I almost see it as a positive, because it does get kids, like, creatively thinking and doing things that like, we didn't really get a chance to do a whole lot of as a kid. Right. You could so potentially I, build an audience a lot earlier. 
You can, for better or for worse, you know? Right, right. But, yeah. I mean, we already see it with, like, 12-year-olds making shit ton of money from Instagram, Snapchat, and Musical.ly. Our boy Jacob Sartorius still out there making oh, the boy. money. <laughs> Him and his sweatshirt. <laughs> Him and his Getting sweatshirt. Real rich. I'm real hyped about that. Oh, man. Um. Okay, so there, that's, that's that. That's a thing. <laughs> um, other than that, for me, uh, a lot of my YouTube, like, videos and stuff didn't get ha- get, didn't get done because I moved recently. Uh, since college was done for the semester, I rented a place with my friend Damien, and now we're here. It's been like two months. Yeah, crazy to think about. It's, it's really crazy, but it's great because, number one, I have better internet than I did <laughs> at any point in time. Which is um, good. It's good. Uh, I don't have to worry about classes, so there's that, and then... I would have had to move back home uh, if I hadn't like made this decision and I wouldn't have been able to stream or really do anything um, content creation wise there. So that would have been, you know, not, not so great. That and like finances wise, you were in, you're in a way better position now than you uh, were. I think last time we talked even. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so another thing is I got a, I got like a freelance job as an editor for a Twitch streamer, which is pretty cool. Um, really exciting. I am in the process of, I I don't want to like speak too soon, but I just got done talking to a guy recently about editing for him and this would actually make it so that I could be self-employed if I get it. Um, and I might be in the running for it. He said that he would get back to me for sure after he got done traveling. So could be uh could be making some moves, which would be we great. We ain't talking small money here either. This is like No, this is like I can pay my bills and like get some other dumb shit. <laughs> get some other dumb shit. Pay off my my like I just got a new computer recently, which is tremendously helpful um because I can do a lot more things faster on it, which is great. It's, it's uh, yeah, things are going good, fortunately, uh, yeah. which is just kind of weird, but it's it's great. But you can kind of see now why like not a lot has happened <laughs> because of it, because of all this crazy shit going on. Exactly. So when we started this episode the other day, we were like, yeah, not a lot has happened, but a lot has happened at it's, the same a, time. It's a really weird uh, dynamic here. Like if me or Zach had a autobiography, it would probably be called "A Lot of Shit Happens," but actually, like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, nothing happens, or something like that. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. So much stuff happens, and then you look at it, like our YouTube page, and you're like, "Did stuff really happen?" <laughs> I don't know about exactly. that. Exactly. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you real mm-hmm. quick. Now that, like, we're halfway through 2018. Right. Just something crazy to think about that we're already halfway through it. Because I remember January like it was yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. This, this, that doesn't make any sense. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think your first half of 2018's gone? And what are your plans for the second half on how to improve? So I think, I think it's weird because in many ways I expected a lot more out of the first half of 2018. I expected me to get more content out. I expected me to do more things and be more involved with things. 
but then on the other side, um, going into 2018 with me knowing that this was going to be quite possibly my last semester of college without getting a degree, um, knowing that I was either going to have to move home or like move into an apartment or a house or something, knowing that I might have to work a part-time job or something like that. I think on those fronts, things are way better than I thought they were going to be. Right. Um, and that's very big positives. Like, I would much rather shit in my life, you know, start to come around a little bit and, you know, things like that kind of be better rather than me putting out a lot of videos and I not do anything for the channel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Now, that's not to say that I'm in, like, like I could still be in a better place if I could get this other editing job, then I, I think I'll be in a much better place for a, for a while. Um, but I think that the beginning of 2018 has been good. Uh, I am kind of still disappointed in myself that I didn't put out as much content as I wanted to, though. That's fair. We can all get like that, especially with our own content, definitely. Yeah, and I, I think it just comes down to, like, I need to start forgiving myself more. Right. about that kind of thing because life does happen and you can't do everything you expect to do mm-hmm. but we'll see <laughs> but even with that you still kind of have like a nagging voice in your head being like oh this is just an excuse you could be doing so much or what about that time you did nothing but like eat a hot pocket or shit like that you could have been making like 30 videos or something stupid <laughs> right right or it's like, like the we- nights that I don't stream that I could have streamed but because I was tired I didn't or you know just small things right for better or for worse we both kind of have pretty big expectations for ourselves and that can sometimes bite us in the ass when you know there are moments when we could be doing something that just ends up getting thrown off by life or anything really exactly um as far as the rest of 2018 goes i am hoping that i can get better on the the content creation track uh, if I do get this job, again, that'll be great, but that will mean that I won't be able to put out as much videos as I want to, but I'm not too concerned about that if I'm able to pay my bills. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's, that's a really important thing. Um, besides that, yeah, I just want to, moving forward this year, moving forward next year, because, you know, we got to start thinking about that soon, I just want to do more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, always my big goal is that I always feel like in order to grow more and in order to keep my, you know, my current subscribers and followers happy and in order to keep myself happy, I just need to do more. Give yourself another chance at that. Exactly. Another opportunity to try something new or do something weird. Right. No, I always like doing new things, uh, which kind of also bites me in the ass. <laughs> because I start 30 series and then you don't see another video in that series for two years. Uh, like, what happened? <laughs> uh, which also makes me, I, I think I'm, while I want to do more, I think I'm going to rein back a little bit as far as the kinds of stuff I do. Um, I want to get more focused. I want to get, like, uh, there was like two other podcasts that I wanted to start. Uh, earlier this year and it just hasn't happened yet and I'm going to put those on hold mm-hmm. until I get the three podcasts that I have out on a regular consistent basis yeah. and then there's like a couple of other series that I want to bring back and do more of but I'm going to put those on hold until I get what I already have out on a consistent basis 
So, yeah. (laughs) You got to keep that in check with, like, all the collab projects and shit, too. All those other podcasts you're guest starring in. All these other series that you're a part of. Exactly. New things coming down the pipe, too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we have some new stuff to talk about as well. So, it's, it's a lot. It's not just your stuff anymore. It's like a, a big community effort of a lot of people that like exactly. sometimes aren't as committed to getting it out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, yeah. Whoever that might be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens. But yeah, that's for me. That was your um, week quote on YouTube? It's my, my, my week plus three weeks <laughs> plus three months. Plus three uh, months on YouTube. Training. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough, my dude. All right. So as far as my quote week on YouTube, trademark, um, mm-hmm. last time we actually talked during the podcast was during March. And I went back and watched like just the first part of it to see where we were at. And in mm-hmm. that video, I was talking about how I was just getting a couple of F-Zero parts out. <laughs> Which is crazy to think about now because so much stuff has happened since then. Um, one of the main big series that happened right after that was uh, Let's Play Shovel Knight co-op. So I got my friend Kyle uh, Basilisk, who you've heard on a bunch of Nerdcast, and we just like sat down and did about like nine, 30-minute to an hour episodes of just Shovel Knight. And that was a blast for me because not only did I love playing that game, but having Kyle there to like bounce off with conversations and everything was just so helpful. And it led to a lot of really good episodes, in my opinion. Um, my favorite being episode eight, where we talk about the Amazon Fire TV <laughs> and the fact that, like, believe it or not, it can play Shovel Knight <laughs> on there. I don't know how. So don't know crazy. How do that. Maybe with the remote or a controller or I don't know. But like there's YouTube on there. There's Twitch on there. There's a ton of games. Sonic CD is playable on there. And that whole episode, we just like go down the rabbit hole of Amazon Fire TV gaming and have it be like your only device or something like that. So that was crazy. Uh, (laughs) I love that whole series, by the way. Thank you, Kyle, for being a part with me on that one. And it was my first ever co-op LP. So I was really proud of how that one ended up turning out. Yeah, that's Uh, crazy. After that, we sort of get into the habit that I've had uh, throughout 2018 of releasing older videos. Um, I started the year off actually releasing an older video called The Amazing Bronze Dagger. And then after the Shovel Knight series was finished, I released another older video called 500 Miles, (laughs) an older music video, which was Uh basically a junior high, or no, high school actually. It was a high school project I was in an art class and I was tasked with making either like a movie or a music video. And so the night before it was due, I was like, oh crap, I got to get something done. So I got uh, me, my brother Ethan, and my dad to help film everything. And we just cranked out a music video to 500 miles. <laughs> and uh, I never got to show it to anybody, partially because it had the song in it. So it was copyrighted, uh, which mm-hmm. means I couldn't have put it on YouTube. But I was looking back over it, and I'm like, hey, this is actually really funny. This would be really cool. And so all I did was I went into my editing software, took out the parts with the song, and just replaced it with the MIDI, and then uploaded it. And then sure enough, like, no copyright issues whatsoever. And I thought that, like, helped the video out tremendously, too. Because yeah, I think it makes it funnier. funnier. Yeah. 
But it was a good video. I liked it a whole lot, and uh, I got a good response to it and everything. And that was just one of many older videos. Another one was called What News, which was another <laughs> high school project, in which me and a couple of friends had to make a newscast together, and we just took it to the furthest it ever could have been. Like, the stories we did uh, were picked out by the teacher, but everything else surrounding it... Uh, a lot of it was scripted, but there were a couple of parts that were unscripted, and just some of the weirdest shit I've ever been a part of. <laughs> uh, in particular, there is one scene, which I am dressed up like a woman, have female clothes on, like, have some fake pillow boobs, uh, real makeup, <laughs> some jewelry, and, like, <laughs> lipstick and everything, and I'm just getting interviewed by one of my friends, Terry, who keeps backing up in the shot, almost like he's afraid of me, like I'm some monster. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just some of the funniest shit ever. Um, in another shot, I play like a midget husband to a wife. Oh. And, and there's like this domestic violence theme going on the entire time. And it's just, it's stupid. So uh, I haven't but, seen this video yet. Oh, I need to watch so many, it. There's so many bits. There's a new story about women's rights and how it's a joke. Uh, there's a new story about <laughs> chimps learning to cook. Uh, there's a panel discussion about whether or not LeBron James should get his nails done. And it's just unscripted arguing between me and Austin. Just so many really dumb moments. Uh, but I asked him, I'm like, hey, Austin, can I upload this video since you're in it? And he was like, sure, go ahead. So I was really nice of him. And then I just uploaded it. And I got a lot of cool stuff off of that, too. Uh... Well, yeah, that's just one of the many different videos that I had. <laughs> one that Zach's a part of is the uh, Mario Odyssey versus with uh, Jay the Zoomster. Yeah. In which we just, like, race through Mario Odyssey. And while it's not finished yet, episode four is currently in the works as of this video. I've really liked a lot of them and how they've turned out, commentary-wise. Yeah, we did that entire thing in one night, so it's oh, just... Oh, yeah. You're right. It's just some chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with Jay, too. Because Jay will get, like, angry at the dumbest shit. And then we'll just have to sit here and just listen to him, like, bitch and complain about all the smallest <laughs> stuff ever. Uh, so he's just wonderful. There's a video that I came out with called The Top 5 Pokemon Forest. Where it's just yes. me and Ethan in the middle of the woods talking about, like, Pokemon Forest, technically. But the whole video was just me and Ethan, like, fucking around and making memes and dumb bits. It's it's honestly one of my favorite videos you've done. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just it's, so good. It's a bit of clickbait in the fact that like the actual Pokemon Forest section of the video is like so little, uh, but all the jokes and stuff in between are just some of the best best stuff I've ever done. But it's like who clicks who searches for a video about top Pokemon Forest? Right, the topic itself is pretty dumb. <laughs> It, it's like there's a there's a popular Dark Souls YouTuber named Indie Mouse, and he he made a video called like Top Dark Souls Rocks, <laughs> and it's 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 a complete shit post, obviously, but yeah, it's no that, that kind of stuff is great. Yeah, it, it was just an excuse for me and Ethan to do dumb stuff, and it really paid off with some of the bits that ended up happening. Uh, mm -hmm. My favorite of which being the Naruto run of Ethan. <laughs> and a minor run at the very post-credits scene, if you will. Post-credits like, going Marvel over here. Yeah, going on Marvel and stuff. And like you and uh, Jay actually watched it in a rabbit call and got a big kick we out did. of it as well. It was it was great. We made we made a gif out of one of your little little things. 
Oh yeah, Jay actually sent that to me. He posted yeah. on Discord stupid shit like that. That's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that sort of sums it up for YouTube. The only other main thing is that the monthly battle league started back up. We're doing more videos of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it as far as YouTube stuff is concerned. Live stuff, oh boy, that's another big <laughs> deal entirely. Last episode we were on, I was talking about how I was working at Taco Bell. Uh, short, short version of that is that <laughs> it did not pan out whatsoever. I had a really bad work day. And on top of everything that went wrong at work and the people I was having to deal with, as I was heading in ho- home, I got like into a car crash and just wrecked yeah. on the side of the road, like in a ditch somewhere. Um, and I was fine. And thankfully the truck was fine. But like really messed up i've never been in a car crash before and the idea of me having this awful work life at taco bell and the fact that like it could have been over that day like had that wreck been worse or had i uh ran into traffic or everything like i might not even still be here at all so it really gave me an opportunity to focus at least on me personally and be like look Taco Bell is making me money and that's great and all, but the amount of stress and the amount of uh, hassle it's putting me through just isn't worth it. And who knows if I'd stuck around, if it had gotten worse or if I would have ended up in a similar situation or who knows what else. So I ended up quitting later on that weekend pretty much mm-hmm. and then have uh, essentially been trying to look for something else in the meantime, which sucks because that was the position I was in where I couldn't find any work at all. And I finally get a shot at Taco Bell, and then it's just like the worst people in the worst scenarios, and I'm out of a job again. So, it was pretty bad and everything. Yeah, it sucks, man. It does. At the very least, I had an opportunity to talk about it in a Channel One Day video. Um, which, again, kind of like the segment is very therapeutic for me. Absolutely. To get a chance to talk about all this and to know that somebody is listening and somebody cares about what you're personally going through. And it was really heartwarming. It was really um, the one thing that was kind of keeping me through a lot of that, a lot of those depressing days afterward where I was thinking about like how much of an idiot I am for wrecking the truck or getting myself into a scenario like this. Uh, having people that care about you and having people that are willing to support you regardless of like what goes wrong is, is really nice. And I appreciate that a whole lot from everybody that was involved in the comments of that video and people on Twitter and DMs of people asking if I was okay and stuff like that really made me feel a lot better about the whole situation as a whole. Absolutely. I mean, we, we constantly forget that, you know, when we're watching other people on YouTube that they're, they're people just like us. They have, they have problems that happen just like us. And, uh, it's, it's really hard to to remember that sometimes. Um, I was watching the other day. Markiplier put out a video, and he it was very short, and it was an update video because his niece um, had gotten into a car accident and died, uh, and it, it put him in this place where he needed to be with that part of his family. And he he said that he was going to be not making videos for a couple of days because he needed to, you know, really kind of pay attention to that and he he did another video the next day with the father of the girl and he markiplier had said that 
you know, one of the things that he tries to do on his channel is he doesn't want to always talk about the good things that are happening in his life. But he also wants to be 100% real and talk about the bad things that are happening too because, I mean, that's really where we relate to other people is when we can see that, yeah, great things are happening in people's lives and that's awesome, but sometimes things are just shitty. All right. And he had mentioned too that his channel was very much a journey for him personally. Right. And how like each video for him is a part of a process about how he lives life and all the things that happened to him, he's more than welcome to just share it with everybody. A large audience, you know, included. Exactly. It's part of the reason I love watching just channel update videos. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird addiction, if you will. <laughs> uh, but I'll watch channel update videos of channels that I barely even watch or don't care about or whatever, just because I find it fascinating or perhaps even therapeutic to just listen to people vent about their own problems and about what's going on with them. And I think in a way it just makes me feel a lot less lonely. Right. Makes right. me feel like, Oh, there are these people that we look up to these people that we sometimes idolize and look at in a, in a big, like, Oh my gosh, she's famous kind of light can go from making funny, stupid let's plays to the next day, talking about some of the worst shit that's ever happened to them and watch them like grieve in real time. Right. It's just incredible. It really is. I mean, it's we it it's why YouTube is such a different thing than regular TV, right? Right. Like sure there's those reality TV shows and you see a bunch of chaos ensue in those, but a lot of that's not real. A lot of that's not, you know, not real pain. A lot of it's not real sadness. A lot of it's not real happiness. It's just kind of put on for the camera. But with YouTube and social media and online content creation, we get to see literally the lives of people. And it's, it's crazy sometimes, you know, what happens to us, but being able to, you know, see all this in real time and kind of live with these people, it does, it does help. Mm -hmm. And I'm always more, more appreciative of the kind of YouTubers who will end up doing that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Especially people like Monkey and Markiplier and all of them. I think yeah. that's real fascinating subjects to look at. Oh, I watch more of Boogie's life videos than I do his gaming news stuff. Agreed. 100%. Um, I follow his streams every once in a while, too, because they're very entertaining to me. But even then, uh, a lot of the times, the first hour of his streams, there'll be some like craziness just because he's such a weird dude. Uh, but he'll he'll also talk about his life and shit that's going on. And I, I love it. Me too. Me too. I can't get enough of that when he when he does post it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that whole Taco Bell thing was just a big part of my life for a while. And thankfully, it's sort of faded away to the point where I don't think about it too much now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm fine, which is the main thing. Uh, but the sure. truck was able to easily be repaired. I was able to pay off the ticket, no problemo, so no financial anything. Heck, even the people, it was their ditch that I wrecked into. They had even came out and asked if I was okay and didn't put any charges on me to go fix their fence that I had hit in the process, this wire fence. That's awesome. Uh, So they were sweet about the whole thing. And again, like I got a lot of support, not only from my family and, uh, you know, brothers, mom, dad, all those, but just YouTube in general and social media and DMs and stuff. 
made me feel real good. And aside from that, there was really only one other big major event that happened life-wise that we've kind of talked about before on this podcast, so I guess we kind of have to bring it up now. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The big elephant in the room, if you will. If you recall, in the last couple of podcast episodes, uh, me and Zach had talked a lot about moving in and how that was going to be like a big deal or whatever. And we were going to be able to do like collab stuff and maybe even have another, another YouTube podcast on camera in like one room with like a big table or whatever, all that sort of fun stuff. And when we were talking about that, we really didn't mean it. We were hundred percent down on it uh, to the point where like I was helping paying rent. We picked out the house. We decided all this stuff together. Now the only thing left to do was for me to move down there. Uh, because mm-hmm. Damien had already been there, you had already been there, etc. So I packed up everything, took the eight-hour drive down there. Very long drive. Yeah, I bet. Uh, a lot of stops in between. But thankfully, we were able to do it. And of course, too, the weather was awful because... Hurricane tropical, season? Yeah, Tropical Storm Alberto and all that was passing through. So that wasn't very nice. But we finally make it there. I got to see Zach in person. I got to see Damien in person, who, by the way, not a thick boy whatsoever. He's actually kind of a toothpick, believe it or not. I was very shocked with that. I'm like, yo, Damien looking looking clean. Looking <laughs> clean up in here. Uh, but got to see both of them. Then I walked into the house, got to see all the rooms and stuff, got to see which room I was staying in. I thought it was smaller than my old room, uh, but my mom had mentioned later on that it was actually a little bit bigger. And... She was right, actually. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was originally. But I unpacked all the stuff, left it all in there. And then once we got everything out of the truck, they said goodbye. My parents said goodbye. And then they left. And for whatever reason, I, like, broke down. Just right there on the spot. Which is weird. Because I didn't do it on the drive there. I didn't Mm. really do it the night before. I haven't done it at all uh, since planning it and since going through everything and all that. I mean, I had thought about being away from my family before several times, but not to the point where I was like emotionally unstable or crying or whatever. But as soon as they left, it all like hit me. And I didn't really know how to like react other than just to start like breaking down and crying. So that's what I did. Uh, I went to the bathroom. Locked it and just spent like the next hour or so uh, just breaking down and everything. And yeah, and it was it, me and Damien didn't know anything about it. Yeah, we were in our rooms, kind of doing our own thing. We were trying to give him right. space to like move his stuff and take care of whatever he had to take care of. Sure. Um, so they had no idea. idea at all. And that was the thing too. Throughout that entire day that I was there, uh, I didn't tell anybody. And looking back on it, that was kind of a bit of a mistake. Um, probably shouldn't have been as reserved as I was. But I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to look like, oh, here I am breaking down about you know my family leaving when I just spent the last eight hours packing up here, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't feel like the right thing to do. But in retrospect, it totally was <laughs> what I was supposed to do. Uh, right. But as, but as messed up as I was that night, that thought never even crossed my head at all. And to be fair, you guys were doing a bunch of other different things. Uh, you were working on projects. 
and playing Destiny 2, and Damien was gone for most of the day, and usually your doors were shut, so I didn't feel like intruding or, or walking in or, you know, bringing my own problems into the situation. I thought, like, oh, they're doing other things. They don't want to be interrupted or stuff like that. Yeah. Which is, like, stupid, because I could have told you guys that. I told you guys much worse on DMs and stuff, so <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking at the time. Clearly, I wasn't. Um, it happens, man, you know? Sure, sure. But then I ended up calling my parents and everything. We spent the night at uh, Golden Corral and hanging out. And then I came back to the house. Uh, you guys took me to cookout, which was crowded as I'll get out. A lot of people <laughs> there. And then like that night, I essentially had to make the decision because they were going back tomorrow uh, whether I should stay or go. And I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it. And eventually I just came to the conclusion that like I can't leave my family behind. I thought I could have, and I feel like I still can, but the big kicker for me was the fact that it was literally eight hours away, and I probably right. wouldn't be able to drive there on my own, meaning that they would probably have to come up, meaning the likelihood of me seeing them at most is maybe like once or twice a year, right? which to me felt incredibly like isolating and lonely, uh to the point where I, I, I just couldn't handle that. And sure, I could talk to them on the phone or, or through Skype or things like that, but not seeing these people in person, these people that I've seen for the past 18 or so, 20 or so years even, uh, I couldn't deal with that reality at all. And as much as I liked the house and the people that were there, I had to make the decision of being like, no, I can't do this. Um, so that morning... I got me and my entire family to pack everything up without either of them knowing because turns yeah. out they were crashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they were so asleep. We we made noise with the couch and the bed frames and everything and multiple times I'm like, oh no, they're going to wake up. They're going to wake up. Never even happened. Yeah, no, I am a right very over. heavy sleeper. Plus like I didn't get a whole lot of sleep the night before and then we like <laughs> was up super early to like help you and shit and it was just right. like <laughs> yeah. knocked out. You guys were exhausted. Um, but we got everything. We loaded it back up. And I was fixing to go, but Damien's truck was in the way. So I had to get the keys out of his room, move it by myself. Uh, and then as I'm putting the keys back where they are, Damien wakes up. So then I explained everything to him, told him everything that went down. I asked, are you mad? Are, are you angry or anything? He's like, no, I completely understand it. And I had thought about saying that to you as well mm -hmm. uh, but your door was locked and you were asleep so I'm like eh, I'll, I'll wait later I'll wait later I'll do it on right. discord DMs and stuff and then that was it and then we like drove back and as I'm driving back I tell you everything through discord DMs and um, came home unpacked everything and that was about it for a while but luckily um, not only did Damien respond super well and was super respectful and really understood what I was going through. Uh, but you did too through discord. And I was right. very appreciative that despite uh, all the stuff I put you all through of me paying for rent and talking about all the stuff that was going down and me moving up and making all this big talk and then being like, Oh no, I got to head back. You know, it was very nice and respectful for you both to understand where I was coming from and to be like, no, I totally get it. So uh, thank you for that. 
just as a whole. Yeah, I know I've absolutely. said that times, but still, I mean it 100%. Well, I mean, I think number one, it's like empathy is very important. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it. And that was, that was one of the things it was cause I had messaged you. Uh, I think it was the day before you, you were actually moving down. Cause we had talked right. a couple of times about you, like you were coming down this weekend, but then it didn't happen because of this and whatnot. But like the actual day before you were coming down, I talked to you and I was like, Hey, are you like, are you cool with moving in and stuff? Um, cause I had recently just talked to Damien about the same thing. I was just trying to make sure like him moving out was going to be cool with him too, because this was both of your guys' first time moving out, being ever. on your own. Ever, ever. Ever. And so it was, I, I could, you know, going to college and seeing a lot of my friends and a lot of people kind of going through similar situations where they had to leave their family and be out on their own for the first time. I wanted to make sure you guys were going to be okay, too. Um, I had, I mean, I'd been at college for four years. I was perfectly fine with the transition. Um, but I think the other big thing is my house is my old house is literally like 20 minutes walking distance, two minutes driving. Um, so if I, you know, I can see my parents whenever, whenever I want, whenever they want, uh, Damien's really close to his house as well. You on the other hand would be eight hours away and that's, I could definitely see how that was going to, that would be very difficult on you. Right. Um, but yeah, like I had asked you and you were like, you didn't seem to have like a whole lot of worries about it. And that's what shocked me and Damien about it. But then again, like we completely understood just because that distance, like it makes sense. Right. And to be fair, it didn't get to me the night before as much as I thought it would. It didn't get to me during the drive. It didn't get to me during the planning phases or whatever. But for some reason, and this is still the part like I couldn't explain to anybody really is whenever they finally said goodbye and left and shut that door, it all became like a real thing right then and there. Yeah. And maybe that had to do with the fact that like, I wasn't willing to talk to anybody about it. Maybe it had to do with the fact that I thought they were going to be there for a little longer and just talk for a while. Uh, so the fact that they just like dropped everything off and then left immediately kind of hit. Right. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm still not entirely sure why it all why it hit me that moment, but it really did. And like, it probably would have gotten better had I stuck with it. I still picture scenarios in my head of like, well, what if I'd kept doing it, or what if I'd you know stuck through it? And it probably would have gotten better. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest, that first night probably would have been the worst of it, and I could have uh, gone through it or whatever. Um, but that's not what I wanted to think about at that time. That's not where my brain was at. Um, that's not where I was at. Impatient that night, uh, I DM'd her and we had talked about it. And she'd been like, oh, it'll get better and everything like that. And while I agreed with her wholeheartedly, um, I couldn't take being here another another second without having seeing my family again. Like right. it, was, it was that much of a burden on me personally. And like, again, looking back on it now, it's a bit more clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, a lot of time has passed since then to where everything's just sort of gotten back to normal now, right? Right. Like, me, Zach, and Damien are still friends. We still do all these YouTube projects, whatever. 
you know, I'm going to be going back to college this semester. I'm probably going to be moving out there, but it'll only be 30 minutes from now. So it won't be as long. And even you guys had talked about the fact that, like, look, if you ever want to come back, if you're, you know, if you're ever ready enough for it, like, here's the room right there. You're more than welcome to. And I appreciated that so much. And I'm like, yeah, it's still on the table. I still want to do it someday. Uh, But only when I'm emotionally ready to, right? And that was the one part that I didn't consider during the entire moving process, right? All the physical things I had accounted for, you know, the money, the the space, all the things that I was going to bring and all that. But the one part I probably should have paid a lot more attention to was just the emotional side of things. And I didn't really process it in a healthy way until it was too late. So I think that was the big mistake on my part. Well, I think at the end of the day, like you, it was a learning experience. Sure. By far. And I think that's more important than anything. And I'm still glad I did it. I'm still yeah, super sure. glad that I got to see both of you. I'm still super glad that I got to check out Cookout. Uh, I'm still super glad that we had a bit of time together where it was all working out. And, you know, I even said to you, I still didn't mind paying rent and all that other stuff, all the financial stuff, because I didn't want to leave you out in the cold in case you needed anything like that. Right. Uh, and everybody handled it wonderfully and everything went back to normal and, we were all still cool at the end of the day and that was fine. So I didn't lose anything from it really at all. Exactly. No, I didn't lose a thing. So all it was was just a, a learning experience and an opportunity. Even if it didn't work out the way I thought it would, um, I still learned a lot and still got an appreciation for what it would be like to move out that far away. That's true. And my dog's barking yeah. in the background. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. We're doing a podcast. I'm doing a YouTube podcast, dog. Don't you understand? <laughs> Why must you bark at me? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool. those, are the, those are the two big life things. YouTube's still pumping, and I'm still working it day by day, and going to keep getting better. That's how we do it here. On your We Got YouTube trademark. Yeah, boy. That was my so, week, <laughs> if you will. Dope. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's, just, uh, let's jump into our main topic. Yeah. So, since it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes, we really wanted to kind of give some updates to some big things that are happening in terms of content creation online, not necessarily just on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And a couple of those things have to do with some of the big platforms that you guys use just about every day. Right. So let's just go ahead and start with one of the bigger ones, uh, which is Instagram, because they did something different recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we we talked about this already, so you kind of have a better I have a way better understanding of what it was because the first time he had mentioned the name Instagram TV and I'm like, okay, what exactly does that mean? Are they trying to be like a YouTube competitor? Or like what's their plan? What's the like main defining feature of it? All that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, but we talked about it and it made a lot of sense to me once you finally explained everything. Mm-hmm. So basically Instagram decided we want to kind of have a video platform or we want to have a video platform that's not just regular Instagram videos. So currently when you go on Instagram, 
there are three ways to upload videos. There's the videos on your regular profile, which is along with pictures. Uh, these videos can be up to a minute long. They cannot be over that, though. Then there's the Instagram stories, which is basically just the exact same thing that Snapchat did. They are just doing it better. And it's, uh, up, you know, it's up to 15-second videos or pictures uh, that you're able to update throughout your day. And then at the end of the 24 hours, those videos are gone. And now there's Instagram TV, which is pretty different. It's videos anywhere from 15 seconds to 10 minutes long or up to an hour if you have 10,000 followers. And soon it'll be updated to everybody then they'll be able to do up to an hour long. Right. And that was kind of one of the big sticking points for me personally was the fact that you could only do videos for about 10 minutes of length, which mm-hmm. to me reminded me of like very early YouTube and all the weird restrictions that they had on it. Uh, right. But that's not the only thing. That's There's a little kind bit of like of a old YouTube. There's some other stuff there. there. Yeah. So, so the biggest gimmick is that the only videos you can upload are vertical videos. Right which is a lot different than anywhere else. Um, I mean, kind of, if you look at Instagram stories, if you look at Snapchat stories, if you look at Instagram and Facebook videos um, that are regu- that you regularly see, they're usually vertical. I mean, that's the way your phone records in default mode, and so they had those as the main set there. But now Instagram is encouraging people to make full-length videos in vertical format. Right, which hasn't really been done before, like you mentioned on other platforms. So there's not like a standard or a baseline to go off of. Really, it's just going under the assumption of like, hey, people usually on their phone record vertical videos. People mainly use Instagram as an app on their phone. Therefore, this video version of Instagram is going to use vertical video. Like, the thought process behind it makes a ton of sense. But when you actually, like, dig into it, like, the practical side of making vertical videos really does change your perception on, like, videos as a whole. Like, where do you put things on a vertical video? We're so used to, like, 1920 by 1080 and things being horizontal. You can kind of understand, based on your intuition, where your webcam would go and where gameplay would go and all that sort of stuff. You turn that vertically and you're like okay, I guess maybe the webcam on top and the gameplay on the bottom and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't sound like a big change to your average, everyday, cell phone-using type of person. But when you've really made content almost all your life (laughs) in a horizontal fashion, having everything being changed like that is pretty huge. It's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very different. And a lot of people... There's a lot of like, I'm sure there's plenty of movie directors that are like, oh, this is blasphemy. Get this out of my face. I don't want to deal with this. I mean, these are the same people that are saying that Netflix movies aren't real movies. Right. Um, and it's kind of absurd to say that because, you know, obviously they are. And obviously this is a thing now. And the the craziest thing is, yeah, like we've been used to vertical videos for a little while now. Mm-hmm. It's just... We haven't been used to seeing long-form uh, vertical videos yet. And right. now now we're given that opportunity. And it's going to be interesting to see what people do with it. Fair. And, like, 
also supporting this idea, Instagram TV isn't the only spot we've seen this in. A lot of Facebook videos, vertical oriented. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of vines are vertical oriented. Heck, you've probably even watched YouTube videos in a vertical fashion because of your phone, right? Exactly. So it's not like a completely foreign concept uh, that we're being led to believe here. But when you have a whole platform like built off the ground of vertical video and longer form stuff, especially like Zach said, that's when you're really starting to open up the can of worms or potentially new possibilities for how you go about making things. Right. I think that there's definitely going to be a lot of new possibilities here. Um, but you, you kind of touched on it. One of the things that the uh, the Instagram does to like talk about this and their, their advertisement for it is that – you know, when we watch content on our phone, when we watch YouTube videos even, um, we don't always go full screen. We don't always turn our phone horizontally so that we can see it in full screen because most of the time we're out and about doing something and, you know, we might have headphones on so we can watch the video, but we don't want to turn our phone all the way to the side to watch the video because it's kind of inconvenient. Right. So it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting the, what, what they're doing here. Me personally, uh, I've always been an advocate <laughs> and I've told people this on multiple videos. Please, if you're going to film on your phone, do it horizontally. That way you can easily upload it to YouTube and other places and it'll look like a normal video and you won't have these ginormous black bars everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Like I've been a big advocate for that. And a lot of people just you know, don't view it that way and simply ignore it and just film their videos vertically. And then they get all bewildered when they see these big black bars everywhere. It can be kind of a turnoff for a lot of newcomers. Instagram TV, I think, is a cool opportunity where if you're new to video making and the only piece of equipment you have is your phone, well, this is a great sounding opportunity to you, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Instagram, an already big platform, is making a video side to things where you can post you know, anything like under 10 minutes, probably in due to the fact that you can't record too many long videos on your phone <laughs> without like your battery dying or running out of memory and stuff like that or storage. Uh, this sounds like a great opportunity for newcomers. So I think on that side of things, it's actually pretty cool. But me being like the snobby, oh, uh, I, I do videos this way. You know, I'm, I'm more comfortable with them being horizontal and I've kind of made videos for a long time. For me, it doesn't sound as appealing. Right. What's What's interesting about that, though, you saying that the uh, the other platforms have changed to adapt to that problem. Even even now, I mean, if you upload a YouTube video that's directly from your phone, you're not going to get the black bars unless you full screen that video. That's right. on, like on a not your phone device, right? Like if you put it on your TV or your computer, then you're going to get the black bars automatically generated through YouTube. But if somebody just uploads a video directly from their phone on YouTube, you you see the video in full screen as if you were looking at your camera, Mm -hmm. Um, which is very similar to, I mean, it's the exact same thing with Instagram TV. Um, But now what we're running into here is kind of the opposite problem where a lot of YouTubers are rushing to Instagram TV to do some videos but they're just repurposing their videos. And so now we're getting the black bars on the top and bottom instead of on the sides. Sure. Sure. Which is a weird problem to have TV. Yeah. Like we're not used to seeing things 
have bars like that unless maybe you're like in a movie theater or something like that and it's like a stylistic choice right uh, but this is definitely not a stylistic choice this is just people trying to rush their content out to a new hot platform hoping mm-hmm. it gains traction there which to be fair is a problem that almost all new video sites uh deal with right definitely. everybody's trying to hop on to the new hotness hoping they can get their things out there but hopefully uh, like other video platforms, Instagram TV will sort of mature to a state where like it's just having its own original content made for Instagram TV. And that's the type of stuff that I think will end up doing well. Right. I think the reason we're talking about this is one, because it's new and hot and important for content creators. But the other reason is because I, I think that if you're trying to break out and if you haven't quite break, you know, broken out on YouTube or any other platform yet, this could be your break. This could be where you start creating some form of original content that you can put out daily on this platform that's that's not necessarily exactly what you're putting out on YouTube. Right. How old is it again? Just for reference, I forgot. It's about a week old. It's very, okay. very new. So this um, is straight up ground floor. But now the difference in it being like a beta website or something like like when Vidme was getting started and mm-hmm. you know Vidme's dead now. But the the difference here is that Instagram is like a multi billion dollar corporation with like a billion users, and there when they implemented the stories feature that they took from Snapchat, it did really well and they just kept on growing and improving it. So I don't see. Instagram TV being a thing that goes away anytime soon because it's already fleshed out and it's only going to get better from here. Sure. I just get the perspective of like an early YouTube vibe, partially because of the 10 minute limit, but also Mm -hmm. partially seeing what videos are getting popular on there at the moment. Uh, Right. I think you had mentioned that the number one video is just some guy uh, with a basketball doing a trick or something like that. Yeah, there was there was very different. Um, a lot of the most popular videos on there at the moment are like comedy videos, quote unquote comedy videos that you already saw on Instagram and Facebook before. Sure. Um, but if I go there now, it's like there's this girl dancing. There's somebody playing bowling. Um, Avenged Sevenfold posted part of their concert on here. That's kind of cool. Um, but they're very short videos. The popular videos are very, very short. It looks like less than five minutes. Like early are the most common ones. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Uh, what's really neat about it is when you pop like directly onto Instagram TV, it's right in the Instagram app. It automatically starts playing a video for you, so you don't have to go like searching for anything. Mm-hmm. You can search. You can absolutely search stuff. There's a search bar, but. Um, it, it starts curating content directly from um, people that you're already following. So the algorithm's a bit different than what we're expected. Right. YouTube. Right. Now, there is a, it, it's got for you following, popular, and continue watching. My assumptions is that for you is like the recommendations tab on YouTube. The only difference is right now, it's only recommending videos from people I follow because I haven't watched a whole lot of content on here. Right. I'm assuming once I watch more content, I mean, actually I'm already getting a couple of videos that are recommending me to people. I don't know, but, but I'm hoping it's going to be a better algorithm than YouTube's. Right. And <laughs> we'll I think see. 
part of the reason it's different too is the fact that it does function kind of like a TV in which you turn it on and you get a video popping up mm. and you can swap between all these different, you know, channels and videos and stuff like that. Right. So it's a bit different UI wise and how it's put together and what you can see and things like that. So here's something interesting. Um, a girl posted a music video and it's horizontal, but it's, and it's vertically. Like if you turn your phone horizontally, it's like you're watching a regular YouTube video. Huh. So they just turned it sideways. That's interesting. So you can still do horizontal video if you really want to on here. But I, I do think it's going to be a lot more beneficial if you if you put it vertically like they want it to be. Sure. One of my big worries for this platform as a whole. Like Zach mentioned, the type of videos that were getting popular on there, when he mentioned comedy videos, I immediately got flashbacks to, like, Facebook, quote-unquote, comedy videos that open up, like, this is totally me when I'm driving, and, like, some of the SoFlo Antonio garbage and text and emojis on screen, like, that type of, quote-unquote, comedy, and those type of videos that I see on Facebook, and even Vine, when it was around, like, some Mm -hmm. of the dumbest like not even funny just out there to try to like build a following type of videos i feel are going to do pretty well on instagram tv at least now i mean those videos have already been doing well on instagram yeah but now it opens up the chances to make those videos more than a minute long Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it's it's kind of be expected to see that um my question to you is are you going to use this platform? And if so, what would you do with it? So this is kind of back when we did the original podcast, I was doing fairly early uh, first impressions, mainly because Zach had to explain a lot to me about Mm -hmm. how it worked and everything. Um, A day afterward, now that I've given it a bit more thought, now that we're re-recording this and now that everything's a bit more uh, understandable than it was before. I think Instagram TV will definitely have an audience and it will definitely grow. And I could definitely see some interesting and good things being made from it. I'm not personally interested, though. Um, And not because of the fact that the 10-minute time limit is there, but it's eventually going to get written of. Uh, And also not because of the fact that the video is going to be vertical, even. I think that could potentially work. It's just for me, personally, I'm not going to have enough time to put stuff onto this platform when I'm trying to get YouTube, Twitch, and Anchor going at the same time. Right. And that's partially because, like, we're not seeing people making money off of it. We're not seeing people benefit off of it because it's so early, right? Because it's so Mm. much on the ground floor. Come to me in a year or so time when they get monetization and the time limit thing worked out and the UI is a bit better and everything like that. Might be saying a completely different tune. But for me personally, I'm not seeing the appeal of it. Uh, but I have no doubt in the fact that it will do a lot better than I initially thought it would that earlier podcast. I have no doubt in the fact that it'll probably be an interesting platform for a lot of people to use. Right. I think it's important to point out that they they do plan on having monetization to this. So before, nobody could make money off of Instagram right? Uh, at all. The only way that people were making money through Instagram is through ad brand or through uh, 
sponsored brands and stuff like that, sponsored deals, whatever you want to call them. Um, brand deals. That was the word I was looking for. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute. Um, but yeah, there, there will be monetization at some point. We're not quite sure how that's going to work yet. Um, I was watching a video of Roberto Blake's recently. He mentioned, he was talking about Instagram TV and talked about how like he would like to see them do a lot of things that YouTube does do in terms of championing, championing the creators, things like having the golden play buttons and things like monetization and things like events and all that kind of stuff. Um, just so that if they want to be a direct competitor to YouTube, you know, we know the term YouTuber, but is there going to be a term for people on Instagram TV, right? You An know? Instagram tv -er. <laughs> Yeah. It's a bit hard uh, to say. Know, <laughs> it definitely is, yeah. But, I mean, there's the not Instagrammer. Now. There's not yeah. Snapchatter, like, because those sound dumb, first off. They'll get the branding, eventually. Yeah. I think so. Well, what about you? What are your thoughts on <clears throat> it? I... In many ways, I like it. Um, I, I do like that there's another platform to put content on. I'm always cool with that. Sure. I, I think that it's going to help. I think it could, in many ways, help grow your Instagram account. And then I think if you already have an Instagram account that's doing really well, then if you're not making content for it, you're kind of going to... You're, you're kind of losing out because... Like, if you have over 10,000 followers on Instagram, you should be making Instagram TV content, personally I agree. speaking. I agree. Um, because there's no reason why you shouldn't, because as soon as any of your followers press that Instagram TV button, your video could be first. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I am already using it. I'm already making content for it. Um, I originally was going to do two series for it, but I decided to just do one right for right now, just because I do want to go harder on YouTube. I do want to get daily content on YouTube down as my main you know, my main thing. Uh, but I'm doing a kind of old school vlogging type series uh, where instead of just going around and vlogging my day like I want to do at some point, I decided to create a show called The Come Up, which is like just my daily thoughts and uh, successes and failures as an aspiring entrepreneur and a content creator. And I think that's the appeal of Instagram TV for me right now is the fact mm. that I can see a lot of these personal vlog type shows doing very well as opposed right. to, let's say, Let's Plays or, you know, like review content or analysis content or stuff like that. You do got to keep in mind and it, it's Instagram and that audience is expecting a certain type of content there. And I think short, nice vlog stuff akin to Instagram mm. stories, but a little bit longer and more developed. I think that's a great market uh, for Instagram TV. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, I, I originally wanted to do a some kind of review show for it that I would edit a little bit down. Uh, but then it, it almost seems like it's a much better platform to do unedited, unscripted type videos. You know, and you still want to have some kind of quality. You still want to make sure your lighting's good right. and you're you know, and you've got a decent camera fall, you know, camera on your phone and all that kind of stuff. You don't want to cheapen out on that kind of thing. But I think that for this platform, there's there's certain videos that are going to do well. 
And then there's certain videos that I don't think will do well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just because of the nature of it so far. I mean, the fact that you turn it on and automatically you get whatever's coming there. If you're trying to put a, a Let's Play on there, for instance, like the fact that somebody could just turn it on and they'll see part 76 of your Let's Play Minecraft, like, or not even Minecraft. Minecraft would probably do better on here. Like <laughs> if you were playing like uh, a, a story-based game. game, a good game, <laughs> and you put like Let's Play, you know, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time part 76, well then they're going to have to find your channel and then they're going to have to go back to part one and they're going to have to like figure out, you know, how they're going to watch all that content. I just don't think it's feasible. All right. I think if you have a series that also works out to where they can just watch it in daily, like, you know, in chunks without watching an entire thing, I think that's going to be a lot better. It's a different mindset to creating content. And if you are somebody on YouTube who likes what we said about Instagram TV and are going to hop onto it, you got to keep in mind that this is a different platform and not everything that you do on YouTube is going to translate over to Instagram TV just because they both make videos and just because you can, you know, watch them and share them doesn't necessarily mean that all the strategies that worked on YouTube will work here. Exactly. That's a big thing to keep in mind, but it's also the reason why if you are an Instagrammer and you know the platform and you know what sticks, I really do think jumping on Instagram TV will kind of be like more of the same, but with video and that you could Mm -hmm. be building a potentially even larger audience for the people who only care about Instagram TV for the people who are just going to go hard in on that and nothing else. I think so too. Um, Another thing, just real briefly, I was thinking about it. One of the downfalls by Instagram videos is that it exclusively stays on the Instagram platform. So if you make a video and you want to, like, let's say, link to your YouTube channel with the little one-minute video that's just kind of previewing a new video, you can't do that. You can't have links in your in your videos. I didn't know but with that. Ins- yeah, it, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but in Instagram TV, you can put links. You can you know send people to your Patreon. You can send people to your YouTube channel. You can do all that kind of stuff. Um, but again, I, I almost think that each individual social media platform, you should try to grow organically as much as possible from the standpoint of that platform and not based off of other platforms. Right. Because they all have their own strengths and weaknesses that we've covered on another episode of this podcast, believe it or not. Exactly. Yeah. So we kind of did like a a mini version of that for uh, Instagram TV, if you will. Um, I'm glad there's another option out there. I'm glad that people on Instagram will kind of learn a bit of the skills and trades of what goes into making video that hopefully they could maybe use to uh, other avenues as well. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll be proven wrong in the fact that it won't be like another Facebook video or Vine situation where it's just some of the cringiest shit ever. And maybe (laughs) we'll get some actually really good content out of it. Uh, But it is way too early to tell at the moment. And for me personally, I don't see enough there for me to jump on it. But I think it'll do well by itself. And I think as a platform, it'll probably succeed. Yeah, I think what's I want to, you know, move on. But I think what's interesting is that um, in the past, Instagram, like Snapchat stories and Instagram stories is for like everyone, you know, and in many ways, everyone is a creator these days because they're able to like create to that. And people are just getting big off of being pretty and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing what the difference is 
with Instagram TV in terms of does it split the the user base a little bit in the same way that viewers and creators are oftentimes split on YouTube, if that makes sense. I get you. I'll definitely be looking at it from afar to see how it grows and mm-hmm. what type of audience takes hold there. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, we can move on from there. And the next platform that we, we get to talk about is Facebook. Facebook, everyone's favorite social media. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. I'm tired of Facebook. Same. Absolutely. I'm just completely tired of it in, in all regards. As a creator, as a human being, I, I just don't like spending time on that website anymore. I don't like the people on Facebook, much less the platform itself. <laughs> Sam, the problem is, as a creator, as an aspiring entrepreneur, fucking everybody's on Facebook. Right. And so it's like, it's the gold mine, if you will. It's real tempting. In many ways. Stuff there. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, like you should, because that's what, you know, all the people that are doing really well are saying. They're saying Facebook is where, you know, where you should be putting your shit as well. It's very, it's very weird. It's dichotomous in a way. Ads are underpriced. There's a big audience there. The biggest section of older people anywhere on the internet is probably on Facebook. One third of the human race is on there. But at Um, the same time. I don't like spending the more than races on. <laughs> I don't like spending five minutes on Facebook, personally. Yeah, you know. Much less trying to professionally get my own stuff out there in hopes of somebody from Facebook. In the end, I'm hoping that they migrate over, right? I'm hoping right. that they get off of Facebook and watch my stuff strictly on YouTube because that's what I'm doing when I'm putting my own YouTube videos there, right? I'm not making content mm. specific to Facebook. My 100 right. goal is to try to get them off of that, and Facebook knows that. So they're not going to promote my post and they're not going to like make sure a lot of people see it or anything. It's going to be kind of hidden away. It's going to be kind of hard to search through. And Facebook understands that and I understand that. Uh, But as a result, like I'm not interested at all. And granted, we're not talking about Facebook, the app. We're talking about Facebook live streaming. But before we can even get to the whole live streaming part of Facebook, you still have to understand the foundation that it's built upon is awful. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean what we are going to be talking about is is the live streaming aspect how there are a lot more people live streaming there and especially in the gaming side of things which is interesting mm-hmm. but i did want to bring up a point that it's hard to use facebook as a creator because we're encouraged to put our videos on the platform or we're encouraged to make videos exclusively for facebook but there there's not really Nobody goes to Facebook to watch videos. Right. And if they do, they're not looking for a specific type of video. They're just scrolling down their timeline and they'll watch whatever gets put there. Right. There's no search bar to be like, oh, I want to look at funny review content. It's I'm scrolling down my timeline and, oh, somebody happened to post a cute video of their dog that lasts 30 seconds. I'm going to go ahead and watch that. (laughs) It's, It's very much like a like home video platform. Yeah. And it's in a way that you just watch what's shared with you. Technically video. (laughs) Technically a place where you can post video. 
but not the kind that most content creators are interested in posting. <laughs> and so that was what was weird about it to me when I heard a few months ago that Facebook had their they, they added their watch tab, right? Like you can now go to Facebook to exclusively watch videos. Again, it's very non-intuitive. There's not really a search bar, and if there is, it's not again not intuitive. Um, you can follow pages, and you know, in the same way you would subscribe to channels on YouTube, but it's not the same. It's not the same, right? It's it's weird. <laughs> I agree. But I guess I guess moving on with that, they are putting more effort into their live streaming platform and you've been able to live stream from Facebook for a couple of years now. Uh, it, it started out with the phone, like mobile, you know, just mobile streaming. Anybody and everybody was doing it. I'd get like notifications from random friends that I don't talk to anymore about <laughs> them live streaming their way to mm, fucking McDonald's. I'm like, why, yes. why do I care about this? Uh, but whatever. Um, they're probably the saying the same thing when they get notifications from me <laughs> streaming a video game. Right, right. But... Um, but now they, they have it so that individual pages, if you're a content creator and you have your fan page for your channel, you can, you can live stream directly from it. And I, it is cool. I like it. Um, there, I even know of some Twitch streamers that had like decent success on Twitch, but really wasn't growing a whole lot like they wanted to. They're moving over like completely migrating to Facebook. To me, that's very bizarre to me. <laughs> to me, that makes absolutely no sense. Right. To me, the only way you're put into a scenario where you leave Twitch for Facebook is number one, you are super confident in Facebook live streaming and the places it'll take you. Mm -hmm. Number two, Twitch did something bad to you and you as a result are leaving toward its competition in hopes that like Twitch dies. And for me personally, number one, I don't have Facebook. I don't have a Facebook live streaming going up anytime soon. I don't have mm. faith in the fact that it will reach this big enough audience to where most Twitch streamers reach that place. And number two, I don't see that many problems with Twitch. <laughs> We've, we both right. on this podcast praise Twitch a lot of the time, especially with how they're being nicer and nicer to newcomers and how they're making things better for the viewer as a whole. Granted, Twitch still has problems, but not enough mm -hmm. to where I would even consider the fact of leaving that to go to a platform like Facebook and to live stream for people that I know don't care. <laughs> right. I would I would live stream exclusively on YouTube before I live stream exclusively on Facebook, right? Because mm -hmm. at least uh, there's many reasons. Exactly. The, the thing with the Facebook audience is that it's very... And like we said, there's no search bar. Like, now, apparently, you can determine what you want to watch based off of the game that you want to watch. But then you get put in with, you know, while one third of the human race is on Facebook, there's a lot of language barriers that that ends up hitting. Mm -hmm. And so you end up with people in your chat that just speak a language that you've never even heard of. And it's like, well, that's cool that they were able to found you across from the, across the world. Like it's very unlikely that they're going to stick around because they don't understand what you're saying. Agreed. Or even like and you mentioned in your last podcast, uh, in the last recording of this, getting people that you necessarily don't want watching your content, like an old middle school teacher or a friend yeah. from 10 years ago, or a parent potentially, right? The type of right. people that you wouldn't want seeing your 
quote unquote doom live stream blood and gore <laughs> you swearing type of content exactly it's it's very weird um now fortunately there is a way to where you can block people on your friends list from watching your live streams uh that is possible but then you have to like be conscious of who you're friends with on there and when you've had a facebook account for 10 plus years and you're just friends with everybody you know or have known on there you end up with like a thousand people that you don't ever talk to right Facebook's just a, such a weird platform at this point. I see it way more as like a database of people I know that I can get in contact with, almost like a phone book. Like, I know that's weird as hell, but almost like a phone book, more so than a social media platform and definitely more so than a content creation platform. Exactly. Which, is, which again, is so baffling to me why people are even considering leaving Twitch for this. Right. You know? And I get it. Like, if you're on Twitch and you've been doing it for a while and you see all these newcomers and coming up and you see all these people that are having a hard time growing because there's just an oversaturation, I can see how it'd be very tempting to be like, oh, let me go to Facebook live streaming where there's not as many people. Uh, maybe I can find a niche there where I couldn't mm -hmm. have on Twitch before. Like, that's understandable, and we all have those thoughts as content creators. I've had it with YouTube before. You know, I've had that thought of being like, oh, maybe I should post my videos to Vidme or BitChute. But then Vidme dies, and BitChute doesn't go anywhere. And yeah, then BitChute got way too political. <laughs> and then you're stuck being like, I just wasted two or three years trying to migrate my content somewhere else. And not only did the platform bomb... But the people that I expected to migrate didn't. There's some people that mm. care more about being on YouTube than they do about you, the content creator. And that's very sad. And I don't encourage that mindset. I always am like, yo, if I'm a content creator and I go somewhere else, and if you're interested in it, you should follow me there. I really do believe that. Unfortunately, human nature is a totally different thing. And if I go 100% over to Twitch, I can't guarantee or beg everybody to come with me. I could try, right. but, it, but it won't happen. <laughs> no, I will say, personally speaking, I am using Facebook Live currently. I have Restream, so I'm streaming on, I'm still streaming on YouTube and Twitch at the same time, along with Mixer and Facebook. Um, but I, I do, I really don't see myself staying there for the long term. If I get Twitch affiliate status, which I think I will get soon, or um, I, I think the only way I would stay there for a long time is if I just all of a sudden started getting numbers over there, you know? Right. Like if it blew up. Right. And and if I was like offered some kind of partnership or something, but that's going to, that would, that would take a lot that I don't see happening. And I would be deeply worried about my current audience who I do enjoy having, you know, having watching me, and they don't want to migrate to Facebook. Right. Some of them don't even have Facebook accounts, which I understand why. Yeah, believe me. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's yeah it's it's a very weird situation to be in, I guess. Right. That being said, there are a couple of benefits to having Facebook live streaming. Number mm -hmm. one is the case that we mentioned with Instagram and Instagram TV. If you're a monster on Facebook, live streaming is still a good idea. 
especially on the platform where you already have a lot of clout, if you will, on there. Um, and like I said earlier, too, we still think live streaming is, is a huge part to how people spend their time, especially in recent years. Definitely. Whether that's on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, it's still a good idea to get the skills required to know how to live stream and to get people watching your stuff for as long as you can, you know? And live streaming is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a benefit there of learning the live streaming skill set. If you're already good on Facebook, try out Facebook live streaming. If you hate it, well then, hey, Twitch and YouTube are right there, fam. <laughs> They're right yeah. there waiting for you. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that. Maybe you could That's experiment true. there too. <laughs> it's not as serious as other streaming platforms. Stream some weird shit. No one will care. Go right ahead. <laughs> Maybe you want to do like a cooking stream or something like that. I'd put that on Facebook before I put it on Twitch or YouTube. I wouldn't. Spaghetti Night with Zach is going directly to YouTube. <laughs> Who knows? You have an opportunity to right. experiment here. So that's mm -hmm. another benefit. Yeah, it's... I, I'm interested to see what Facebook does with this in the coming months. Uh, there's some logistical errors that they have to fix on their end before this gets any more popular, um, or popular at all, I should say. <laughs> uh, for for instance, one of the streamers that I know that's that's already on there, like she is getting a little bit of success from it so far, um, and she was she was brought on as a partner before she started doing streaming over there just because of her uh, her Twitch following, her clout, her clout exactly. Uh, but one of the issues that she brought up is that when she's migrating her Twitch viewers over there, the, her Twitch viewers don't necessarily want everybody that they've been used to watching streams with to know their real name or see their real picture. And considering that your Facebook account is hooked up through the Facebook Live, um, they're going to have to figure out a way to basically have an alternative, even if it's like an alternative viewing account to where you use this account and it's got some anon you know, some it makes you a little more anonymous if you need to be. Facebook makes it very hard for you to not use your real name. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a downfall for them if they don't fix that soon for right. this particular platform. Streaming just isn't a place where we need to know all your personal information. Frankly. Right. <laughs> Regular Facebook, sure. If you're into that. Uh, yeah, but streaming is definitely not the place for any of it. Agreed. So that's another big, big fault with it. Uh, as much as I was critical on Instagram TV and the problems that I see there, at the very least, I'd put Instagram TV above Facebook live streaming in terms of options. Oh yeah, you know? I agree. Um, I still think. At the end of the day, you know, try to do as much as you can to get seen because if you really want this, you know, we got to work at it. And that might mean doing some weird shit like Facebook streams along with your Twitch and YouTube streams. If you can restream, that's cool. Um, but also, as we talk about our other topic today, remember that you can't do everything as much as we want to do everything. It's very hard. Trust me. I, I know. I mean, um, one day I've been trying. <laughs> I mean, one day when you get famous and you have a whole team of people making social media shit for you, go for it. Oh yeah, that's cool. absolutely. If you're one guy, <laughs> some stuff's gonna have to get on the cutting floor. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you really gotta. And I've learned this the hard way. 
Oh yeah. So just, just, uh, but push yourself, do what you can do as much as you can and push yourself to do as much as you can. But remember that you can't do everything. There are limits to it for sure. And sometimes those limits stop at Facebook live streaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's fair. But the last thing we're going to talk about today as far as new things or updates to content creation in 2018, I'm going to let you take care of. I, so you may remember uh, on an older episode of another YouTube podcast how we talked about this cool little podcasting platform called Anchor. Mm-hmm. And at the time, me and Zach were both super hype about this, about all the possibilities it could bring and how easy it was to do. But we mentioned there were a couple of little problems with it. For one, uh, the desktop version of it was pretty awful. It was missing a lot of stuff. You couldn't even go back and listen to older episodes, just the one that was current at the moment. Um, There was also a five-minute limit to it. So if you wanted a podcast longer than five minutes, you would have to break it up into individual segments, which was kind of a big deal for pacing and stuff like that. And... You know, it was kind of small at the time, so we weren't sure where it was going. We had just heard about it on Gary Vee and all the like and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Flash forward to today, and man, Anchor has grown up. (laughs) The Anchor we talked about in the last podcast was a baby, and this Anchor (laughs) is like a grown-ass man. Like That glow-up, though. (laughs) That incredible glow-up. For starters, freaking the desktop version of Anchor is amazing now. You can go back and listen to previous episodes. You can record stuff on there. You can drop your segments down there. You can listen to other people there. You can follow people on the desktop. The UI looks so much better. And on the mobile end, there's some cool stuff too. Uh, For one, the fact that you can add multiple people to your podcast call now. So let's say you're in the middle of a podcast and you're like, man, I really wish I could have someone else's insight on that. You can just add in a new person and you're good to go. And you can do that now, which is crazy. They also got rid of the five-minute time limit on there. So now you can go for literally as long as you freaking want, regardless. And then probably one of the biggest changes and one of the ones that has Zach the most excited is the distribution on Anchor is incredible. Let's say so good. <laughs> let's say you like your Anchor podcast, but you want to get it out to more places. Like, let's say Google Play or iTunes or some weird-ass podcasting site that you never heard of before. Anchor every week is sending me an email directly to my inbox <laughs> saying, hey, did you know that your Anchor podcast can now be on Gazorbazorb? And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I really didn't know that, Anchor. Thank you for telling me that. But you're like, keep adding more distribution platforms, like, every freaking week. So anywhere you want your Anchor podcast to be on, it can just be on now, including Anchor, which its viewer base and people on there are getting bigger and bigger each day. I've been so impressed from all the change that Anchor made to the point where, like, I'm a bit embarrassed that I haven't gotten back on Aiden on Anchor and I haven't done enough with it because I feel like the platform itself has grown up so much since we last talked about it that it really, really makes me regret not doing more Aiden on Anchor since, like, November. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and I, I'll tell you what my favorite part about all this is like we've got all these new updates all these new changes and stuff and the best part about it is it's completely free 100% everything is free yep and when I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and briefly talk about my journey through podcasting uh, I started a podcast 
few years ago, um, or I guess it's been like three, four years now, and it was the predecessor of the Lions on our Nerdcast, and it was just YouTube exclusive because I didn't know how to put a podcast anywhere else. When I got serious about it, I figured out how to put it on iTunes and Google Play and stuff, but the way I have to do that was to pay for hosting. So because I had already had a SoundCloud account, I decided to pay for $15 a month on SoundCloud, and then I could do like this weird shit to get it to host. And it took it took like a few like a few days to really figure out how to do this, and I was paying money. And then at one point, I was just like, I can't pay $15 a month for this. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't have that kind of money. So I stopped doing it, and that podcast just stopped being on other platforms. But then I got back around to getting serious about podcasting, and we started this podcast, and we started a couple other things. And so I found this little – another little place, website that let me have a limited podcast – Push them to different platforms, uh, mainly just Google Play and uh, iTunes, but I had to pay $5 a month. Like $5 a month, I can do that. That's fine. So I did that for a while. I did this for a few months, actually. Um, and that was just going to be the, the plan for a long time. And as I was literally re-uploading these, these episodes of this podcast that didn't get put up on those platforms because I got lazy... I had seen the all the new updates that Anchor had and realized that, oh, well, the reason I wasn't putting this podcast on Anchor in the first place cause, was because it was too long. Right. And it was just impossible to do that. They wouldn't let you do that. Uh, so I was kind of doing um, an individual separate podcast that didn't really go anywhere on there just to have something on that platform. And now Anchor is my distribution platform. And it's great for that. It's so great for that. He can now literally put up all his old podcast episodes directly to Anchor and then have them go not only to Anchor's audience, but to Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and all these weird platforms just straight from the go now mm-hmm. without having to pay a dime to anybody. Exactly. So, if, so cool. If you've ever wanted to do a podcast but were like, I, I can't get into it, I don't have the money, I don't know where to go, it's really hard to upload and figure out how to do hosting and all that kind of stuff, like you have no excuses now, it's super easy. Right. It's so easy. Whether on desktop or mobile. That yeah, exactly. You don't even have to have the app anymore. And I even missed a couple of updates. For example, now there's analytics added. You can are, yeah. transcribe shit if you want. It's got to be under a certain limit, like three minutes. Uh, but it'll right. transcribe it, and then you can just share it, share little segments if you want. Like, Yeah, they can do clips and stuff like that, if I'm not mistaken. It's still getting better as we speak, and there's more stuff being added. And the reason we bring Anchor up in the first place is because in 2018, podcasts are becoming such a huge thing. If 2017 was like the year of live streaming and it's come up, I think 2018 is going to be that for podcasts. And you could even argue that podcasts were coming up huge in 2017. And I agree with you there, but it's going to be even bigger this year as well. Mm -hmm. I think if you have any time whatsoever outside of making your daily YouTube content, the number one place you should be going to after that is getting yourself a podcast and putting it on Anchor and getting it to as many places as you can, including your YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. Like, so if you're doing daily content, and you're like, well, I'm having trouble doing daily content, then one of your videos per week could be a podcast. Exactly. 
So keep that in mind because it, you can put podcasts on YouTube. In fact, a lot of you guys are watching this podcast on YouTube. Right. And if, so, you, if you can't watch it on YouTube, there's now so many more options to check it out on. Exactly. Right. So if you're not so that's great. making daily up daily videos, if you're not live streaming, here's podcasts coming in with another huge option for you uh, to potentially make more stuff for more people. And like I can tell you personally, uh, I've been a fan of podcasts for a long time before they mm-hmm. got really huge. And I'm so glad that this is now a trend. And then I'm seeing YouTubers who would have never considered doing podcasts before actually start doing them now. Because I've been able to gain so many insights into people's lives and heard so many funny jokes and, you know, just need something to listen to while I'm working on something in the background. Podcasts have been Mm. huge for me for that. And the fact that it's gotten so big to where it's at now makes me so happy. It's such a weird phenomenon. I never thought I would see something so niche. And long form. (laughs) <laughs> in long form gets so popular like it's one of those things in my life like in, in everything that's happened in my life it's one of those things it's just kind of weird to see how it's evolved because like the first podcast I watched was it was in high school I think um, I may have dabbled in podcasts a little bit earlier on but I mean they've been around since the early 2000s even earlier yeah, it probably yeah, even earlier than that. And it's I mean, NPR is very much like podcasts, so that you know, that's been a thing for a while, for a while now. But there were like Ray William Johnson had a podcast with with uh, Anna Akana back when they were dating. And I listened to this in high school and I really enjoyed it. And um Grinnell Floss, he started doing a podcast and I started to watch that, and then he got really political and I was like, uh, I don't want to listen to politics. But um it was. It's been really cool to see a lot of other people doing podcasts that I never thought we would see. Um, the H three H three podcast, so good, so good. It's one of my yeah. It's one of my favorite podcasts now. I don't watch every episode, but I know if I wanted to listen to a podcast, I could watch every episode. You know, the one they did with Bogey recently is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Go check it out if you haven't already. I'm I'm listening. I'm in the middle of the uh, the most recent Jack's films and Comet internet comment etiquette oh, yeah. episode. Those are good and too. When, when those three boys get together, it's just it's Ma- something magic special. happens. <laughs> it really is. Oh, it's so good. And like on top of all the great things that we've been talking about, podcasts and the like, keep in mind too, and this is something that's a bit too far out for me to understand, but I hear people like Gary V and even you occasionally talk about with how big mm-hmm voice things are becoming like Amazon Alexa and Google Dot and all these little little smart home speakers if you will with how popular those are getting hmm. you having some form of audio content out there in a space that is not overblown up yet like YouTube and Twitch and the like is huge it really is huge absolutely imagine only being able to say one word to your smart speaker to just get your newest episode of your podcast playing on it immediately. You know? You want to talk about like a side audience for your podcast or YouTube audience potentially watching your podcast. That's cool and all. You could potentially be getting a brand new audience of people who just only dabble with like smart speakers and want to hear something while they're making a sandwich or some dumb shit like that or while they're cleaning their kitchen. You know? Everyday Mm -hmm. people just looking for something to do. 
while they're doing chores or work or driving or things like that. You could become the radio. <laughs> you could become you know? the new radio to people. So honestly, and that's not quite there yet, but it will be soon. And so, if you yeah. have not been on the podcast game at all, and you're looking for a time to start, I think now is incredible too. I agree. If if you look at like the evolution of the internet, I mean, it started off with like blogs. Everybody did a blog, right? And you would people would read up on blogs, and people would see people's opinions on on these blogs, and then video started getting popular. And video saved time. You know, people didn't have to read their information anymore. They could just watch somebody else talk about it. And that's what people started navigating themselves to. And now we're in this phase where audio is becoming more important. And it's, I mean, audio is going to be bigger than video. It just is. It saves time. People don't have to dedicate themselves to a screen uh, as long as they usually do for videos. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you can just be doing anything and listen to it. And you can carry it with you anywhere a lot easier than you could playing videos on your phone or something like that. Right. And and even even in the last like two years when YouTube Red was announced and then I found out that YouTube Red included the um, what is it? The you can like turn your screen off and still listen to the video. Oh, yeah. So, like, playback in the background, yeah. Like, when I found out you could do that, like, I automatically was down for it. Mm -hmm. And so I've been listening to videos much in the way that I would listen to podcasts for, like, two years now. Right. It's just convenient. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot easier to do than having to dedicate your brain and eyes to watching a video. Exactly. And, again, it's a trend I'm totally down for and I could see doing very well. But it's yet Definitely. another content creation avenue for you to hit in 2018, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, we're talking about new audiences and stuff. I saw the other day that before I moved this podcast to Anchor, um, we had a good like 70 followers. Crazy on iTunes and Google Play, and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's so cool to think about. So I'm hoping that they're going to be able to find us here. Now, keep in mind, there was like a good eight months where the episodes weren't posted on there. And so we're starting from scratch again, which really sucks. That's completely my fault. But, um, you know, there's no reason why new people can't find this podcast now a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And it'll be updated because Anchor makes it so much easier. <laughs> and speaking of this podcast, if you want us to go into detail about how to make a podcast, how to start a topic, how to flow with conversation, or even something as big and simple as like choosing a co-host. We'll gladly make a whole episode all about that if you guys are interested in it. Most definitely. But I figured we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a little bit here, and then uh, maybe we'll go into a full episode into it a bit later, this quote-unquote season two. Exactly. Yeah, that is that's pretty much the big updates of the of like new avenues of content creation this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot with YouTube that's changed recently. It's kind of all the same stuff we talked about in like the first video of the year, right? Um, but if you have anything to to mention about YouTube, we can we can do that. Okay, yeah. So like Zach said, those were just some of the new places, and then. You know, there's still a couple of older places that we've touched on before. They're still doing things. Twitter's still amazing. 
bit shoot, still bit shoot. <laughs> can really do what you want with that one. Uh, Snapchat. We should we thing. should briefly mention the thing with bit shoot. We haven't really talked about it a lot, but uh, like I've gone on there a few times in the past couple months, and it's just this. It looks like it's just this echo chamber for political things. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a political thought leader or if you make political videos and you feel like you're being constantly censored on YouTube, this is like the perfect place for you. <laughs> but if you're not into politics and you don't want to see that all the time, this is not a good place. Speaking of uh, video platforms too, there's a lot of uh, crypto ones out there that I keep seeing pop up every day now, yeah. pretty much. So if crypto's your game... A lot of people are interested in hearing crypto videos. And I can tell you personally, a lot of them are not well put together at all. Like we're talking awful webcam, some of the cheapest <laughs> thumbnails. Like people who are out there to essentially make money. Right. Like you could provide some honest information about crypto in a decade, an era where people don't understand it. I'm, I'm not even sure I get all the full details of crypto myself. Uh, that's a great niche and avenue I think you could be hitting in 2018, personally. Oh, while absolutely. It's, while it's still hot. And while there are a lot of people still very much interested about how could I make money off crypto? The thing about crypto is it's so, so much going to... It's going to be changing a lot. Sure. And, and there's going to be a lot of different forms. Like the most popular form is Bitcoin and people know about Bitcoin a little bit. But there's so much more out there than Bitcoin and Bitcoin's not even going to be around for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, but the entire cryptocurrency and blockchain technology and all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you can make quality videos, I don't see why you shouldn't be right. putting some content out about it if that's your thing. And there's video platforms using blockchain and stuff like that where like likes are turned into like a cent of crypto or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing a lot of interesting and, and weird shenanigans stuff with that. Could potentially be your thing if you want to go looking down that rabbit hole. Uh, but as far as YouTube itself is concerned in 2018, um, not a lot has changed, but I did want to throw out there for you guys. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Quinn reviews recently, partially on recommendation of Zach and partially just because like YouTube recommends him a lot to me. And every time it does, I get a pretty good video out of it. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll go ahead and sub to him. Uh, but he made a great video about, uh, shoot, it was Fallen Titans episode 5 talking about the uh, animation channels and how they had fallen from relevance and stuff like that. Great mm-hmm. series overall. But in that video, he had talked about that the YouTube algorithm, potentially, now this is a theory, not 100% uh, guaranteed or anything, is moving away from watch time and is now starting to prioritize evergreen content. And I'll let Zach explain what that means, but that could potentially be a new trend for YouTube as a whole. Right. So so basically, YouTube is still going to be utilizing watch time, right? It's still a very big thing that they're utilizing. But they're prioritizing videos that can be recommended at any point in time throughout any of the year, any of this year, any of next year, any of 10 years from now. So if Aiden makes a video about well i mean this podcast episode right this episode specifically isn't super evergreen because we're talking about platforms in their state in 2018 current events how right current events uh however if aiden makes a video reviewing a pokemon game that video is gonna be evergreen you can watch it at any point in time his 
opinion and smile in the game might change in the future, but you as a viewer and you as a consumer will still get the exact same information you needed out of it today as you will 10 years from now. If we even want to use this podcast as an example, uh, our episode on quality versus quantity, that would be considered evergreen content because that debate is probably going to be going on 10 years from now. Uh, Or our episode on community management. A lot of that stuff is vital to know at any time. You know, and it's not mm-hmm. going to be a popular passing trend. Evergreen content is basically videos you can watch at any time, whether that's today or 10 years from now, and it won't lose any of its meaning or purpose. I think part of it, part of this trend is a way to sort of get rid of all these drama channels that are super current and in the moment. Uh, but yeah. it's also going to be affecting a lot of commentary channels as well. More than Yeah, likely. definitely. It's it's really hard. Uh, news channels also, you know. Yeah. Like I'm very curious to see what people like Philip DeFranco end up doing. I know he's building his own news channel, his own news network or something. So that's pretty much what he's doing. But um, a lot of smaller channels don't have that luxury, and so it's going to be interesting to see in the in the coming years. And I mean, we've already seen this a little bit as to how this affects other channels. Um, with channels like Leafy. Yep. Um, you know, he was a comment, you know, commentary channel and he talked about current events and he did all this, you know, shit that a lot of people didn't like, including YouTube. And so there's, it's a very big possibility that this is one of the things that YouTube has, you know, implemented to make sure that those types of channels don't stick around for too long. Sure. And what does that mean for you guys in particular? It means that on top of trying to make videos that are popular and that are going to catch with trends, making your own original content is about as evergreen as you can get, pretty much. 100%. If you are the type of person that makes animations, comedy skits, uh, or even reviews per se, depending on the product, this could be a big boon for you potentially. If Again, it's a theory, so we're not 100% sure. But it does seem like YouTube is pointing more and more that way currently at this moment in 2018. So maybe keep that in mind. Also, if you're a how-to channel, if you're a tutorial channel, that's also going to be a big boon for you as well. Because those videos are just about as like evergreen as you can get as well. Because people yeah, always need help. That's almost the definition of evergreen, you know? Right. People are always going to need help on Sony Vegas or some weird windows glitch that happens or, you know, how to record audio or questions that we get on this very podcast, even (laughs) stuff like that. It's about as evergreen as you can get. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, we've talked about it before. YouTube is ever changing. YouTube's always going to be ever changing. And while that frustrates us as creators, because we never know quite what the algorithm wants, um, when we look at these changes, we can kind of decipher how how it affects us and try to not necessarily bow down to the algorithm, but try to kind of come to some kind of mutual agreement with what we're doing here. Sure. Longer videos are still a thing. Watch time is still a main thing. Uh, it's part of the reason that we even recommended things like podcasts and live streaming because they both are pretty long in nature and will help you out a ton. Um, yes. Let's Plays, uh, <laughs> still on the decline, I would argue. Um, yeah. I, is that fair? I, I just, 
I just don't know what to say about Let's Plays anymore. It's it's not a form of content that I watch very often at all anymore. Um, and I've I've tried to watch people like Markiplier, who I used to watch like daily. And while I still very much enjoy his personality and his content, it's just not the type of content that I prefer to watch when it comes to other content that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch the Game Grumps every once in a while just because their commentary is great and it's got nothing to do with the game. And then I watch live streams every once in a while. I, I just think that... And I think this might be more of a personal thing than anything just because when it comes to games, I want to be able to play them now now that I have those resources. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to watch Let's Plays because I didn't have the games. Right. And then I got into the personalities and then, you know, on from there. But the more you see, it just everybody has a Let's Play channel. Mm-hmm. And everybody's trying to do something that'll get them big. And all the different forms of Let's Plays now have kind of started competing with each other. And it, it's it's very hard. I will say, if you're somehow able to find, you know, able to make Let's Plays unique, then you're probably going to be okay. Um, I know a friend of mine, Chris, of the uh, the Gaming Corner, he had a channel called Saxcat20 about a year ago that he had been having for like four or five years, and he had like 15,000 subscribers on it. He had recently made a new channel, and this was, this was about a year ago or so. He made a new channel called The Gaming Corner, and he just reached 1,000 subscribers on there. Good for him. So worked out really well with him. His thing is he does old games, like really old point-and-click adventure games and like stuff that you just don't see anybody else doing. So it's kind of makes sense how he was able to break out there. Okay. And it's that, uh, it's that critique and those reasons are how we came to the conclusion that we're going to be starting a Let's Play channel in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I wanted you um, to get through your awful review of them and list yeah. all the reasons why they're a bad uh, idea. And then for me to come in and be like, hey, do you know we're doing a Let's Play channel in 2018? <laughs> we're doing a Let's Play channel, everybody. Yay! Uh, real, we're ta- real talk. <laughs> not, not a joke. I, I know it sounds like a joke. Um, do you want to talk about the process of that, or do you want me to? Uh, shoot. I'll go ahead and talk about it. Okay. So, during the ever-popular Twilight Princess Versus, a series that has brought nothing but, uh, mishaps and pain and shame as we go along through it, during the final episodes or so, I had brought up the idea that I, when I was going to move in with Zach, was going to start this, uh, collaborative Let's Play channel, because I figured, hey means that could be in the same building we could do all these videos whatever and we had sort of talked about during the twilight princess versus like oh that could probably be a pretty good idea and all that sort of fun stuff then we filmed the finale we got all that stuff finished and the idea really didn't get talked about much after that night then i get a dm uh from jay who's like yo are you serious about this and i'm like oh, actually, I think I could do this because I don't like having Let's Plays cogging up my channel in particular. Uh, Zach doesn't do them anymore because <laughs> the VGN Games has died, <laughs> which he didn't mention on your week on YouTube, but it's pretty much dead. Uh, it's it's a dead channel. And Jay hasn't done one in, like, forever because he's been saving all these Twilight Princess versus episodes. What if, 
all three of us got together and did like a let's play channel and then zach was like yo i can do the art for some of it and it ended up looking almost game grumpy a little bit we were like yeah let's just freaking do this um we're still in the planning phases there's only a couple of videos recorded it probably won't be a thing at least for another month or so maybe even longer who knows we are in development on it and basically despite the fact that me and zach just literally railed into let's plays the important thing to keep in mind with this is that me and Zach have absolutely no expectations for it. None. None. Zero. <laughs> we don't expect the channel to do well. We don't expect it to be a good use of time. Uh, we don't expect it to bring any good news whatsoever. But we want to do it. We want to have fun playing games. Our commentary style is probably going to be us not giving a fuck at all. And we're just going to post videos and have fun with it. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty accurate. All right. Yeah, I see it as it's it's almost. I see it the opposite way. I see it as if Zack Snyder Productions gets big, or if Blue Couch Productions gets big, then we have another channel that they're able to go see content on. Sure. And this is why I kept Subijin Games around for a while because that was the plan, right? Right. I was just gonna keep doing Let's Plays. Eventually, somebody would migrate over there. They'd stay, they liked that I was doing gaming videos. And then I've got, you know, at some point, YouTube ad revenue coming from two channels. Right. So I see it as the other way around. Uh, it's a very much like like Super Beard Bros and The Completionist. Mm-hmm. Like, they're getting more views from their Let's Plays because of what Gerard does with The Completionist. Exactly. Um, things like that. But as of right now, we're not expecting anything out yeah. of it at all. <laughs> I'm not expecting a single thing. I mean, we, we could just drop the project in like three months. Right. We don't know. Right. But, you know. So the fact that we're hyping this up, hoping an audience will go watch it, probably doesn't mean much. TVH. Yeah. But it's also probably why we're casually announcing it on a YouTube podcast and not its own video. <laughs> exactly. So take that as you will. Uh, but I'm super hyped for it. I can't wait to get in. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'll be hype. But, um, yeah, there, uh, YouTube. That's, uh, that's great. Was there anything else about YouTube? Um, I think it's still important to follow trends as soulless and creatively draining that sounds. If you want to get yeah. growth, you kind of have to get in people who don't watch your stuff normally, right? If you want to grow, you have to find people outside your niche and outside your audience. And really the only way you're going to do that is by making videos that people are actually going to search, which means trends, popular topics, stuff like that. The one redeeming value to all this, though, is that you can still put your own creative spin out of it. And you still can make a video you're proud of, regardless of the topic. So don't let that... And you should. Yeah, and you should. I feel. That should be the way you look into those things. Uh, when we when we look at content on our channels, it's very much there's there's kind of like three three different sections of content that we focus on, and that's the number one section, which I think all of these should be, is content that you're happy with, mm-hmm. content that you make because you want to. Uh, I think all of your content should be content you make because you want to. Um, and then the next one is content you make for your audience. So these are people that are already watching you. These are people that are already subscribing to you, coming to you just about every video, every other video. And these, this is the kind of content that they subscribe to you for. 
Um, again, this should still be content that you want to make. This is why they're here to watch your content. But make sure that you're continuing with this kind of stuff that you did beforehand to get these people to watch you in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is Aiden kind of mentioned it content that you grow with. So this is kind of new outside the box content. This is content that you're kind of riding some trends with stuff to get other people out there that don't know you to watch you. And this happens through good SEO. This happens through evergreen content. This happens through writing trends. And don't worry, we're still going to do that SEO episode eventually. (laughs) At some point. We have not (laughs) forgotten about it one bit at all. Yeah, it's just kind of like this burden on our shoulders. Right. And uh, we're going to figure out a way to make it as painless as possible. I feel you. But speaking of uh, uh, content that you're happy about, I mentioned this during the Twilight Princess verses, but I figured I'd go ahead and uh, add it here. I was recently (laughs) in a uh, Discord discussion. Not my own Discord, just one of the many that I'm on that I just occasionally check out and do uh, stuff with them occasionally. Uh, mm-hmm. someone had pointed out in a Discord about how, quote, this YouTuber doesn't care about his fans. A popular Pokemon YouTuber uh, by the name of Kidnappy. Weird name, I know, but we'll get past that. Uh, it's a Pokemon YouTuber. It's already weird. Yeah. I mean, a nappy is essentially <laughs> like a diaper in other countries. So it's kind of weird. Ooh. But like, yeah. I guess he didn't think about it at the time. Anyway, <laughs> not the discussion. Uh, we were they were talking about how this YouTuber doesn't care about his fans, and then other people joined in being like, oh yeah, this YouTuber doesn't, and this YouTuber doesn't. And me being a YouTuber, uh, decided to jump in, and I have the uh, paragraph where I actually talked about it, so I can quote it directly from here. Um, I responded with, quote, quick little thing from earlier, I don't understand the term, this YouTuber doesn't care about his fans. To me, it doesn't really exist. Like, you're a YouTuber, you can make whatever the fuck you want. Not everything needs to be controlled by your audience. Like, maybe if you're using your audience for rumors or for hate, sure. But part of that is on you, the viewer. At some point, you gotta take responsibility for yourself and stop blaming a random content creator for your own entitled issues. I don't know, though. I could be wrong. I just don't personally understand where the mentality comes from. And then I added on to it. That's valid. I don't encourage being a dick to anybody. But still, you gotta move on. And then as one final thing I added... I just feel as content creators, we sometimes are slaves to our own audience. Having a good audience relationship is important for sure, but you got to personally enjoy doing YouTube, right? We would rather throw away our own creativity and hobby just so we can appease a bunch of internet strangers. And of course, I got a bunch of different replies about how, oh, but what about Leafy? Or, oh, what about, you know, this awful channel? And I'm like, yeah, those people are dicks but you can't complain about them being a dick all the time. You kind of have to move on and take it upon yourself to leave that channel. If they're really doing yeah. toxic things. Right. Exactly. Uh, but I meant when I said in that, you know, if you're a YouTuber and you're trying to grow, it can often feel like you reach a point where you're not proud of the content you make and are simply just making things to get some internet stranger to watch you and care about you. Uh, which is kind of sad if you start YouTube as a hobby, as a part of a mm-hmm. way to just experiment and to do things that are creatively satisfying to you. It's if, like, we reach a certain number and we're like, oh, okay, my own artistic integrity is thrown out the window at this point. Now I just have to make videos that my fans will watch or people will actually enjoy. 
I have to take the stupid suggestions from comments and from Patreon threads and be like, that's my content now, which I just wasn't a fan of at the time. And maybe I took it a little too personally. And obviously, like, you still want to do things for your fans because that's the stuff you're going to get watched. But like Zach said earlier, and the reason I even brought up this whole debate in the first place, you got to be happy with what you're making. If you're not happy with your own content, then what's the point of doing it, really? Like, that has to be a priority on your list. Whether you want to get big or not, that's important, sure, if it is. Uh, but being happy with your own stuff, I think, is, should be the number one priority if you're a YouTuber. I agree. I, it, it comes down to, like, in many ways, we are beholden to our audience, right? Without our audience, we would be nothing, you know? As far as as far as our success on a platform, correct? Mm-hmm. Like we're all still people. We all still have artistic, creative ideas. The or else we all start off our content. But the way we're relevant, the way we become successful or popular or make money or whatever you want to call it, is through our audience. Mm-hmm. Without our audience, we just can't do it. It's just impossible because you have to have the audience there in order to watch the videos, in order to make them bigger. Um, however we couldn't have gotten the audience in the first place without getting, without putting out the content that people like. Right. So it's, it's, it's a very, it's very much of like a catch 22 type situation. Like you have to put the content out. That's good enough for people to watch and care about it. And then when people care about it and watch it, they want more of that kind of stuff and you feel beholden to them. But you know, as far as it's, as far as it being a catch-22, it's not necessarily like what came first, the chicken and the egg. What came first was your content, right? Right. And that's what's the most important. The, the viewers are important. The audience is important. Absolutely 100%. And you should never be a dick to your audience and you should always appreciate them because, again, the success wouldn't be there without them. But the the success also wouldn't be there without your content. Exactly. And we talked about why you should appreciate your audience and all that in our community management episode, and I still stand by a lot of that. Mm. I was just making the point, I think there definitely is a line that needs to be drawn with that sort of stuff to the point where like, you still have to feel satisfied with what you're making. And sure, do the stuff that people are going to see, and sure, do the trends and do the suggestions and all that. But do so in a way where you're creatively happy and where you're still satisfied with the videos that you make, right? Exactly. Make stuff for the fans, but it doesn't have to be, like, soulless or anything. It doesn't have to be this video that you can't stand looking at or feel ashamed about making, right? Like, sure, if you're Ray William Johnson and the thing that everybody comes to you for is equals three, then you probably should still make equals three, and you're probably going to get burnt out on it. But change it up a little bit. Do some things that you would find satisfying. Throw in little bits that maybe you would like to see implemented and not necessarily ones that are suggested by the audience or things that would be boring to you, right? There's a way to go about it. Um, But I think there definitely is a fine line to draw there, personally, between the creator and the audience themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think... At the end of the day, though, like, if you're Ray Liam Johnson and the one thing that your audience wants is equals three and you're not happy doing that format anymore, right. then it's okay to throw in the towel. Right. And he quit. It's 100% okay to it. Straight up. He did. But you know what? 
he's doing better off than he would be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing way better off now. As he he doesn't seem as popular anymore, just because that was his pillar, you know, show on YouTube, and he had the your favorite Martian drama and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, he's doing great on Facebook and Instagram, and he's doing like real life like movie and TV projects and he's writing comics and he's doing all this kind of shit and he's happy with it. That's what matters at the end of the day that you're happy and you're doing what you want to do. All right. And that's really important. I think that's part of the reason why he quit in the first place was just because of that. Yeah. And why he got other people to try to fill in that same role to keep the show going because that's what the audience came for. Right. Yeah. He had to hire other people to fucking do his own stick, but worse. And it's because of that demand that he got all those for all those years to continue doing that show. Yeah. Well, that's a whole another uh, tangent. I only figured out about that whole thing because of my boy Quentin Reviews with the Fallen Titans series. Oh, yeah, that's right. So good. So good. I followed, uh, followed William Johnson very early in his career, and I continue to follow him until until the whole equals three ending yeah so I got I got a lot of that firsthand you got to experience it live it was interesting it was it was a saga man <laughs> it was a saga yo, the day Potter, that yo Star Wars fuck off the William, William Johnson. Johnson saga sorry money's up the day that your favorite Martian's YouTube channel changed the name to this project is retired and then they never put out an album that they promised i i was like slightly depressed that day oh. <laughs> it was very upsetting oh. but it is what it is it's sad. i say depressed i wasn't i wasn't depressed i moved on with my day but it was very upsetting because i did like them for that i long. did enjoy them yeah fair enough yep but anyways well, that's uh, the type of person that we don't want to end up being, where we just are creatively unmotivated and just keep putting out stuff and then are just forced to continue doing the same shit over and over again. Like, we kind of exactly. have to move on. Uh, and granted, we're nowhere near that state yet. We still want to make, like, a thousand billion different videos and ideas. And even when we get mm-hmm. big, there probably will still be how to drink water, late night spaghetti, uh, <laughs> get dusted DW. <laughs> <laughs> circle of life and all those kind of videos along the way in other words the most highest quality of shit posts yeah. they're the best type of videos in all honesty I agree <laughs> I agree 100%. Uh, I mean people like Dolan Dark and Grande are doing it right I feel you make it a <laughs> exactly people like iDubs iDubs hell yeah that's pretty much all I got for uh, YouTube 2018 pretty much. A lot has stayed the same. Yeah. But there's some things out there that you can think about. Yes, sir. Well, um, I do want to move on to our comments. Yeah. So let's go ahead and pull that up. I'll go ahead and read the the first comment from Max, a.k.a. Calfro. Oh, just played the video. XD. XD. He says, are you pulling my leg? I don't think that MySpace page is real at all. I had mentioned that I had a MySpace page mm-hmm. that I made way after MySpace became popular. Yeah. And then I linked him the page, and he was 
pretty uh, dumbfounded by it. But yeah, you can you can go look up Zachary Snyder on uh, on MySpace. It has the updated YouTube profile picture on it. <laughs> When's the uh, MySpace live streaming coming out, fam? That's a great fucking question. I, you know, I'm thinking about. I think it's time to upload a video. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time to start uploading to MySpace. I think that's the real. No one would expect the way it. you do. Huh? No one would, no one would understand. But you can hit them with it. They're like, "Wow, wow, dude." Oh, their terms of service has been changed on May 25th. Glad, glad to, glad to know that. You actually clicked the link. Yeah. Mad lab. Yeah. But uh, that's that's that that comment, and then we have oh boy, our favorite comments from patient. That's. <laughs> always uh, a novel long mm-hmm. this one in particular is about two paragraphs in length i feel a little bit yeah. longer than your than your average uh, youtube comment but uh, i'll go ahead and read it she says damn i got roasted by zach at the end damn guess i'm gonna go off myself now i'd also like to retract my earlier statement about aiden making out with the couch being the peak of youtube content Top 10 Skyrims is now the absolute peak. I agree with that. Hell yeah. 100%. <laughs> Go watch that video if you haven't already. It's still really good. Fucking called Skyrim being on the refrigerator. Yeah, did. You predicted it. Todd Howard like stole it right Simpsons. in. Simpsons. <laughs> you should exactly. You should sue Todd Howard, dude. I th- I'm thinking about You're it. Making a real money. Anyway, she continues. I think, personally, the most important lesson I've learned from this podcast is definitely setting and breaking down goals. While I haven't been the most consistent with the weekly goals I tried to set, I have broken down one of my biggest goals to make it seem more manageable. It's definitely helped my mindset towards it, and I feel like I can definitely achieve it before the year's up. As for video ideas, maybe some more focused content like the LP101 video, streams, reviews, podcasts, vlogs would all be something I'd be interested in listening to you break down and explain the positives and negatives toward it. Oh, and the podcast playlist is backwards. Literally. That's true. It's actually. I still got to fix that. Did you put episode 15 on there? No, I still got to fix that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You're just roasting Zach now. I don't even need to roast <sighs> Okay. Thanks, patient. Um, I definitely want to do podcast episodes on all those ideas. I agree. I, I think that that's going to be a pivotal part of season two. Maybe. The podcast <laughs> we already talked about, but vlogs, streams, and reviews we could do at some point. Absolutely. I think the uh, the reviews and the vlogs might be a little bit later, just so that if Aiden ever gets into those types of content, he can do them a little bit more and get the hang of them. Sure. Um, but the other ones we could easily do. I feel you. It'd be tight. It'd be tight. Tight, Rooney. Tight, yo. And yo, patient. I hope you enjoyed this super long redone podcast. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to the if one can... you could have commented on originally. <laughs> That was also. Now you have good. this one. Yeah. Really do be like that. Uh, so I want to ask you one last question because I forgot once again to ask you after Mm-mm. you'd asked me the question earlier. Mm-mm. So it is about to be your two year anniversary yep. on your YouTube channel. Do you remember the date? And it's uh, July 29th? No. <laughs> July 27th? Earlier. July 21st. A little earlier. Oof. July 17th. Later. July 19th. Later. July 20th. You did it. First try. How do you do it? Yeah, first try. How do you do it? Uh, Let me edit that. 
<laughs> so I don't, I don't edit these podcasts, so you know. So sad. I mean, I do, but I don't. You know. Can we hit five hundred um, likes on this? Can we have five hundred <laughs> likes, please. Press X for sad. Uh, no, no, real talk. Um, you're hitting your two-year anniversary mark this month. Yes. It's halfway through 2018, and uh, I'm kind of curious. How has your How's your last six months and last year been? And um, what are you looking forward to in in 2019 and your third year? Oh boy, the big so a lot to unpackage there. But the big question you get, you get my point. Hope you hope you have another hour for this podcast so I can briefly dissect <laughs> each little aspect of that question. <laughs> each little aspect. Um. Okay. So, when your anniversary? was uh july 20th of 2017 i typically view my progress on youtube not in like oh 2016 2017 2018 i typically view it by like i've been on for one year i've been on for two years etc uh which is a bit weird because it's halfway through the years when my anniversaries are but the actual year still has six months to go so it can be kind of confusing so just let you know i'm basing this following statement off the fact of this is my second year almost done and not 2018 as a whole. But I'll get into that later. As far as my second year is concerned, on the one hand, I'm kind of personally disappointed with it. I haven't been able to make as much content because I've literally moved three times throughout this past... Or four times, actually. Four times throughout this past period of different houses. The Taco Bell fiasco, uh, me wrecking my truck, uh, me trying to move in with you... All the sort of stuff and other things that I'm not even allowed to mention because I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, Fair. All this sort of life stuff has hit me like a freaking truck. And because of that, oh, in college too, forgot to even bring that up. Um, <laughs> because of all that, there has been significantly less videos. And that's very obvious to see as soon as you hit 2018, where it was nothing but just Let's Play stuff because that was the only thing I was comfortable enough doing and that was the only thing that I had enough time to do and so part of me feels kind of sad that I'm not going to be able to like get as many videos out in year two than I was in year one because I think about all the videos I made in year one and I think about all the interesting stuff that happened and part of me feels like I I haven't topped that yet or I haven't even done better if you will I'm sort of entering the sophomore slump not as good as the freshman year, uh, but I'm still here, I guess. So things like that. On the other hand, though, I look back at all the changes that has happened since that one-year anniversary video, including things like my channel got rebranded. I didn't even talk about it uh, throughout this entire podcast, but I actually paid an artist to rebrand my channel and my banner and all Mm -hmm. that, and it looks fantastic. Um, I've rebranded my thumbnails. They no longer are just two ugly triangles, but they actually like have a little <laughs> header at the top of it where it's easy to read and everything. Um, I've gotten Twitch affiliate status, which I thought would never happen with how much I focused on YouTube. I started doing uh, questions on the couch this year. Um, I did more collab LPs with Ethan, with you guys, with Kyle that I'm super proud of. And some of the actual Blue Couch Productions videos are stuff that I never would have thought about making a year ago. Things like A Whole New World, the YouTube Rewind 2017 (laughs) video, uh, the top seven games of 2017, and freaking the first episode of Blue Couch Reviews took forever to make, but I was so proud of how that ended up turning out. And so I think back, like, sure, I've uploaded a lot of older stuff, and 
sure, I'm not happy with all the things that I'm making. But at the same time, I feel like even though there were less videos, the ones that are up are a lot more quality. Um, I'm so proud of the fact that I was able to put out a video like Top 5 Pokemon Forest and in the same week have a video about uh, you and Jay ranting about Mario Odyssey. You know? To me, that's just Mm -hmm. so cool. And the fact that I've stuck with it for all this time throughout all of 2017 and all through 2018 makes me feel proud because I've never gotten that far before in a YouTube channel. I've either abandoned them or didn't post a lot of content on. Uh, Blue Catch Productions is my first actually serious effort at making a YouTube channel, and I'm proud of myself for not quitting, for going all the way, for continuing to put out content during weeks and days where I feel like absolute garbage, where I feel like there's nothing better along the horizon. You know, it's it's really cool that I've been able to stick with it this entire time and to still be blessed with such a wonderful community of people on both my Discord and social media as a whole. You know, it feels good. Are there some things I can improve? Yes, and I'm going to be trying to make an effort to improve that uh, during the second half of 2018. I got a new series planned. I want to work a lot better at actually writing scripts. Um, I'm excited about the monthly Battle League Season 2 and how that's all planned out. I want to do more streams. I want to get Aiden on Anchor back to a place where I could be proud of it again and doing all these sort of different podcasts and stuff. I'm so excited for how year two uh, could end up finishing out and all the opportunities that I still have. I'm still grateful. I'm still excited. And I'm still super happy about where I'm at now and where I can go in the future. And like you said, too, I just want to put out a whole bunch of more stuff. (laughs) Hmm. So many more videos. (laughs) Yes. Again, I just feel like that's the that's the main thing we can control, right? Like we want more subscribers and all that shit. But right. at the end of the day, like the main thing we can control is how many videos we put out. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. It's been a it's been a ride. Um, I, I think I said this, you know, a couple nights ago when we recorded this first, and I, I still completely believe it. Um, the fact that you you haven't even thought about quitting no. is like so much better than 95% of the channels that exist because 95% of the channels that exist are dead channels because people started a channel and then didn't do anything with it. Quit after a year, quit after two years, quit after a few months. It's so common to see people start a channel and not do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And you're about to finish that two years and that's a that's something to be proud about sure. for sure. And it may not be daily uploads, but at least you get something every week. <laughs> Exactly. Whether that's a random video or something actually highly produced, uh, I don't know, but it, it's something. It's something. Yeah, for sure. I feel the same way. Well, I'm proud to announce that we did this podcast 30 minutes sooner than the original recording. Are we at two hours? We're at two and a half hours. Hey. So, you know. We're able to get our thoughts out more concise, and now we have another thirty minutes to pad. So, do you want to? We want to talk about. <laughs> Let's go back to the SoundCloud rapper discussion. I feel like there's SoundCloud a lot rappers left on the table. Yeah, I'm curious what's happening with Little Dicky lately. I haven't really heard much from him mm-hmm. except for the the collab with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts curious. on uh, Worth Much? You feel you feel like that that band's probably on the edge of suicide, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all their songs are really depressing, so it's only a matter of time, I feel. 
Is that how the name is pronounced? I never knew how that name was pronounced. Jay actually corrected me and said that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. I thought it was like Rich Mitch or something. I was like, I don't know what the I fuck said, this like, means, wor- but whatever. I just said like Wurstmitch or something like that, like like a sandwich almost. Because I know like, it's pronounced worth much. And I'm like, oh. That makes so much more sense now. Yeah. But I didn't know. It's pretty edgy, too. I didn't know at all. <laughs> TBH. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that that's it for this week. Uh, real quick. If you're enjoying the podcast, do me a favor. Follow it wherever you're listening to your podcast. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, go and follow and then move to a better platform. If you're on if you're on Anchor, you can follow it there. And then, you know, you got your iTunes and Google Play. Feel free to leave us comments. Ask us questions. Uh, let us know what you want to know about YouTube. And we'll do our best to help you out. Yeah. And uh, I want to do a question of the day. Go ahead. So, question of the day, question of the week. Um, as far as content creation goes as a whole, not just YouTube, not just Facebook, but as a whole, what do you want to see in the future of content creation? Yep. Um, this could be anything as far as what do you want to see specifically from creators? What do you want to see on the viewer side of things? What do you want to see the platforms do? Just anything. What kind of big revolutionary idea are you like waiting for? to happen eventually kind of a i think that'd be pretty curious kind of a deep one kind of a big one a bit esoteric if you will but uh one that i have utter faith in our commenters to totally answer it in legit and not meme worthy ways (laughs) yeah (laughs) you like big oof on that one oof uh, esoteric needs to go on my list of favorite words. I've been meaning to like there. start this list of words that I really like, and that's a really good word. Yeah. Well, let's know um, if you're hyped for season two, by the way, now that we're finally back in black. Yeah. Every week, baby. Every, that's the plan. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah. Be there or be square. I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of... Another SoundCloud rapper. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.